What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gift of Gaming podcast. And this week, sit down, relax, and enjoy the magic that will be the first episode of Games Club. It's me, your host, Darren Wade. As per usual, you can't get rid of me. And for the first ever episode of the Gift of Gaming Games Club, I'm joined by a full house today. First, on my right, I mean, I know you're only listeners, but he's on my right. I've got Craig the Critical Nolan. Craig, how are you? Woo! Thanks for having me on, Darren. Of course, a pleasure. Thank you for playing the game we're going to talk about. Kev, you're, uh, you're at my 12 o'clock. Uh, Kev Purcell, how are you doing? I'm doing good, my man. How are you keeping? I'm doing great. So nice to see so many faces here to talk about a game that I really enjoyed. And Colm, Colm Nolan is on my left. Colm, how the fuck are you? Ooh, I'm excellent, Darren. Thank you again for having me, oh. and I'm really excited to get into this bad boy. Woo, yeah, okay. So as we might have said before in previous episodes, we were going to do a games club where we review uh, a game that we're all interested in playing. And what all took our fancy uh, this for this iteration was, of course, Hogwarts Legacy. Now, before we get into the game, obviously there was some controversy surrounding the release and everything like that to do with J.K. Rowling and her views on um, the trans community, etc. So what we here at The Gift of Gaming want to do is we don't condone anything that she said, uh, we, we don't abide by it, but we're here to celebrate video games and the teams and the people that go in to develop those games. And like this is a massive team of hundreds of people over a couple of years developing what was a very enjoyable, at least from my perspective, uh, game that I had a lot of fun with. So we're here to celebrate that. It's Hogwarts Legacy Review, guys. And I'll just kind of work around the table to see kind of how, just to get a general feel for, for what you thought of it. Colm, I'm going to mm. hit you up first. Excellent. Um, so, well, I'll, I won't go into too much detail because we'll get there. But as an overarching kind of like um, summary of the game, I did enjoy it. Uh, what I think would be kind of fun as well is maybe like, I think we might have all kind of dibbled, dabbled in the same house. Like I went full Slytherin and I was like, I'm going to be an evil character uh, from whatever happens in this game. That's who I'm playing as. So if there's like a death curse I can learn, I'm getting it and I'm using it. Like, you know, like that was my very first thing. And I think going with a Slytherin, I was like, this is beautiful. Now, as far as I know, did any use not pick Slytherin? I didn't pick Slytherin. Oh. Yeah, I went down the Hufflepuff route, oh, which lovely. would always be like, I was a big fan growing up. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was just the house I naturally leaned to. I love it. And I just went down, yeah, went down and played them. And I played as the good guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so a little bit different there. I, I did learn a couple of unforgivable curses. Oh, you still <laughs> learned them. Ooh. Yeah, I dipped my toe. <laughs> oh, enemies, what about you, Craig? Do you kind of, do you enjoy it overall? Hate it? Um, I it had its moments, good and bad. I too went down the Slytherin route, but not to be evil, just to kind of prove that Slytherins don't have to be evil. Uh-huh. They're not Coward. all. They should not all be locked in the dungeon <laughs> as per the final book, like you know. Yeah. So Slytherins are supposed to be cunning, and for me, I consider myself cunning. somewhat cunning, you know, but like not necessarily evil. So I think I'd be in Slytherin, but somewhat of a decent person. Um. Overall, I thought the first two hours of the game were by far the best part of the game. Mm-hmm. For me, that was a terrible it's realization. Not a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so just so we can get a, a feel for the review, obviously, the whole point of Games Club is just to play a game until we do the review. There's no pressure on any of us to finish it. We'll talk about it as far as we kind of want to. Uh, Colm, you finished it, I think, right? I did, and I actually came close to finishing it a second time round as a 
Hufflepuff. Good hey. guy. Or actually, oh. good girl. I was a witch. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Really, really different tone there. And Kev, did you get to the end of it yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose, fortunately for me and not fortunately for the company I work for, but I actually got sick towards the end of last week, so I was able to bash it out over, <laughs> like, I think, like, two days, Thursday and Friday. I think I was close to the end. Like, I had a feeling yeah. I was getting there. And then just two solid days of, like, I think probably put in about 12 hours over those two days got me over the hump and I'm, I'm still playing the game like I haven't restarted it or anything which yeah. I've every intention of going back and playing it the totally opposite way I'm going to be evil to my absolute core um, so just to get like the different perspective uh, of it but I'm still I'm still trying to close out a lot of the side stuff because I do yeah. find it quite enjoyable just yeah. even just going through the world for me like just experiencing I suppose like the different aspects like the different places you can travel the different places you can explore that whole thing is just delightful to me I, I, yeah. I love it yeah and Craig had you did you finish the game how'd you do mm, I got to the fourth uh, kind of dungeon mm-hmm. um, but that's where I just decided you know what I don't want to and you were you were so close you know I, well, apparently that's quite close yeah. to the end but the third yeah. dungeon was so incredibly awful and i just hated it so much that when i got to the fourth one i was just like either i invest an hour in this or i can just bow out now and i was yeah. happy enough to just bow out of the game yeah. like each hour i think of the game is worse than the previous hour to the point where by the time i got into that fourth dungeon i had very little left in the tank mm-hmm. like i would have hated the game more if i continued but as such, like I don't hate the game because I had those first twenty hours with some highs and lows. Yeah. But outside that first twenty hours, there were no highs anymore. There was just lows and getting lower and Damn. lower. Damn. Okay. Lower. All right. Well, for me, I finished it. I also played a Slytherin. I didn't say uh, Artemis Flint. He was the snakiest of Slytherins. He was actually, you know, I played him kind of good slash bad. You know, I didn't take shit from some other students who were barking up the wrong tree that kind of that was my style you know like a take no shit Slytherin you were getting uh, your, your rewards were you yes asking for rewards I was getting my money being a nice guy being no like, oh, I was yeah, like yo I go. went into a cave and fought off like you know assassin goblins mm. I, give me some cash for your <laughs> glasses or spectacles or whatever the hell like, whatever I ran and down there for don't they get real snarky with you when you ask for a reward some it's of them like, do yeah like oh yeah thanks very much and you're like well I'm gonna have to ask for a reward I'm a baddie yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll extort them if I get the chance but they very often don't even offer you anything it's like even when I played as the good person I was like I mean, this sucks. <laughs> like, I should be robbing them. Yeah, I don't what what kind of reward did you want? Did you want, like, an additional wand that looks exactly like the one you already have? Like, none of the rewards in the game ever mattered to me. That so doesn't I never matter. Really what I wanted was, like, some kind of, like, remember in Knights of the Old Republic, you could use, like, a Jedi mind trick on people who, like, did you wrong? You could make them jump off a bridge or, like... Wow, you know, like... You were really going. In, you were really going renegade, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I really wanted a game where I could be a real baddie. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any like cash value to like doing that? Like I, I yeah. kept, I kept yeah. thinking I would do it. Like I, I, I never, I never looked for the reward. I was yeah. playing it as I am. Um, just going to be so true to you were the Cedric Diggory of uh, I really was yeah. like, to the point like almost at a fault I was trying hard because like there were some times where like like one of the NPCs would be like be kind of like annoying in their request like oh go get my cabbages I'm like oh what, a, what an annoying job just grow them um and so like I'd be like no I want I want some I want some cash for these cabbages but like I'd be like no 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 I, I set myself a narrative I'm gonna be the good guy yeah yeah well uh, I can tell you it's I mean is it worth it isn't it worth it we'll get down to those brass tacks but I mean it's it's only monetary and I think the most I ever got was 500 yeah you don't uh, get a lot of money even when you try to like not ask really. for the reward no. yeah. so that's kind of a downer uh, plus useless 
no, at a certain yeah. point of the game money is useless but at the beginning like there's so many things you need to buy but once you've kind of gotten a lot of stuff there's oh, like shops buy. other than selling like gear that you find the shops become a little bit kind of the shops are mundane from 10 hours on like they're completely useless unless you want like a uh, a t-shaped like potions desk which i do but there's absolutely no benefit <laughs> to having it like at all like it doesn't get you faster potions uh anymore. it gives you three stations instead yeah. of one yeah. or two one. So, i know I mean, but automatically i only had the two medium and the two uh, large and then i had like mandrakes and those other chinese cabbages and they were like always full i could never grow more and that was only with one or two medium so i i encountered like. that problem as well but the problem is you're not using them i know because <laughs> It's all because it's, just it's far always too easy full. for me to ever use any of that stuff. Like, yeah. I'm just like, why would I like throw grenades when a pistol shot kills? You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I get it. I, I get do. it. Uh, on my first playthrough, I didn't touch the items at all, like, I didn't even want to look at them. But now, on my second playthrough, I'm a good person, I'm a Hufflepuff, nice. I'm like trying to focus on my herbology, and I'm not learning any dark spells, so I'm going total like 180 on the last one, yeah. Um, and yeah, like just using the items they are very op like pulling out a mandrake and throwing out some chomping cabbages and what's the other one it's like a venomous, venomous tentacula ten yeah. Yeah. yeah wow good like, thank research you research there yeah. <laughs> you can you can tell <laughs> kev used them <laughs> oh i was flat out i like you you should have like i had so many potion stations on the go i think i could like have 16 potions brewing at a yeah. time and then recycle through it and get them all going again uh, every single time 15 yeah. seconds yeah. for your I, I wall potions i always had a full suite of like any like any kind of mission side mission i had to go into or quest or whatever i always had a full suite of every potion every every plant you could have that like would would help Same. you I, I found the Felix Felix's potion useful because it would actually show up chests and I'd be like okay cool I know there's one over there yeah. but other than that like I was like I don't need to be invincible I'm already invincible I actually just hit triangle if someone comes near me you know yeah. <laughs> or, so, or one because that solves everything there's always something to grab to pick up and, and throw that, that yeah. does so much damage so Craig you haven't finished it and I guess we need to talk about where are we going with spoilers I know, you go full on I'm never going to play it okay anymore. so for those listening who haven't finished Hogwarts and don't want the whole story spoiled this is the point which you stop listening or if you don't care keep listening and tell your friends to listen too that helps mm. so narratively let's get to the you know this is a Hogwarts you know Hogwarts legacy based in the world of Harry Potter a, a world I grew up in a, 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 you know, a world of magic that I loved based in the 1800s uh narratively the idea that you're someone who has access to this you know reservoir of ancient magic that you can use that other wizards and witches can't uh how did you think the story as a whole with that being its basis do you think like did it sell like was that good enough to you was it lacking yes. was it no and like i thought it was all right and the reason i thought it was all right was they even said certain things like hogwarts was built with ancient magic and i was like oh i like that that's a different type of magic than what they're messing around with in the school yeah you know? yeah so that's good but um yeah I, like the story isn't to be honest i was just playing the game to be in the world so my yeah. own immediate story i didn't really care massively about but from a perspective of how do you make a main character I think it made sense you know like to have that in there um but as a narrative point of view i don't know what they can do next if that makes sense yeah i mean kev did you did it do do justice for you i know you were you're a big harry potter fan as well did it did it do was it enough for you narratively yeah, speaking yeah like definitely like the narrative was enough you know like i thought i, I kind of guessed it as i was going like you know like like it, it, it's it's almost a bit like of a repeat like he's like the chosen one to an extent but yeah. like like mm -hmm. same as you like same as you come like i was just more than happy just to dive into the world and explore the world and like make myself the character and just follow 
the journey of the character like it got to a point where yeah like like every time we were going a step further i was like oh this is just going to be you know i'm the 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 person who makes this big decision about this the secret power and Mm -hmm. it's all going to be on me and i was like okay i've heard the story before just like told differently um but it was it was absolutely fine like i was just all about the the exploration if you will and, and and just making my character my own and what about you craig i mean i know you kind of gave up but i'm sure that was probably one of the weakest parts for you i care a lot about the story yeah and harry potter every single book has a very good story and this game does not have a very good story it has a very bad story like and like the very first couple of hours are easily the most interesting where you're in a carriage and a dragon attacks you and then you're flying off and you're like what the hell is going on and you're falling through the sky nothing anywhere near that level of like intensity happens from that point on yeah. in this game like and like you get to hogwarts and immediately the first thing the principal says is there's no quidditch this year and i was like i can't believe he had the balls to say it openly to the player just so like that, here's here's know? a question do you think and i think i asked you guys this like while we were playing it do you think that they had or they were trying to get quidditch ready and they just couldn't and that was them just putting the rubber stamp on like quidditch I isn't happening i don't think so i think quidditch is too crap a sports to get into a game and like they figured out probably early on that they couldn't do it and it's it's no fifa 23 but, yeah, but you can tell by the mechanic like do you ever like fly around the actual quidditch stadium yes you can tell that's not how the game would play because of how kind of clunky it is and how it's, going up and down the broom is, is it's a bit it the is broom the controls do not suit that stadium for a sport it's a bit loose but i think isn't each broom have different controls better controls or it flies it, differently it right? definitely says when you go to buy one from whatever shop you're in like it definitely does say like this is light for speed and it has like different attitudes i didn't notice it I, right I, I genuinely didn't like once you started upgrading the broom and you had like the like whatever the generic uh, upgrades yeah, were you get just, the boost you get the boost and yeah like, okay i, I didn't notice there. like turning was any better for for one versus another like i found myself just tapping or through or l3 the whole time just yeah. to get a quick stop so i could go the opposite and direction just go lower and then get speed back. i thought the same thing like my heart almost broke when they said they weren't going to do quidditch because like i played quidditch world cup yeah i played the quidditch world cup and i had a lot of the the earlier games that were based on the movies uh, i didn't have all of them but I, I definitely had a good few and quidditch was a feature in a lot of them and as a game it, it does work as a side aspect to it but like i i just kept thinking like they'd release it as dlc or something because you would you would play some quidditch so you? so i mean i i play the absolute crap out of quidditch i think i wonder they did come out and say that no dlc yeah. was going to be made for us and i wonder if that was a lot to do with the controversy it was receiving in the lead up to its release that they were like it's probably not worth investing in dlc for this because i think the the attitude of of the company was that it's going to flop based on mm-hmm. the word that was out there but it an, ended up exceeding all expectations yeah. so you know without the controversy sur- well, surrounding the sales all expectations we're still open debate on like whether people really love the game or not. no 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 true and i only i was only reading an interesting fact that it goes to show about like you guys kev and colin both of you guys saying that you were in it for the world in mm-hmm. itself and, and yeah. that the story wasn't a major but just wanted to be there to soak it up i only read a statistic that they released that apparently only 25 percent of players to date who have bought hogwarts legacy have finished it oh that's not a great start but i suppose is that a time thing has there been enough time well it's it's a month it's a month into it and like i think some people now for me i i was kind of close i only finished it like on saturday and we're recording this episode on a tuesday or whatever so i literally was 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 now full-time job all the rest blah blah yeah. blah but um i do wonder was it a case where this the, the general consensus is that it's a great world to live in but i care not for what's actually going on 
like as a it, was anybody really interested in doing all the trials and getting to the end and seeing what the story was with the ancient magic or they, were they like I'm gonna go, go catch me some more nifflers yeah. like you know sorry, you, the... you had asked me about the, the story aspect I'm sorry I, I switched over the Quidditch just out of like necessity but like those story elements that you're talking about like for me as a book reader I really wanted those I wanted the twists the turns the backstabbing of like going into you know going invisible and sneaking into the library to get something that the other kid couldn't get you know and use the polyjuice potion to pretend to be them like crab and goyle you know those type of things yeah. in the, the books and I just thought like mm, there were so many quests outside of the main quests that by the time I get back to doing say the second trial I had no memory of what was going on or why I was supposed to be here <laughs> like, it's in fairness the, the whole map and the side quest it's huge like I finished the game yeah. and did a lot of the side quests I still have a ton left but there's a whole section of the it's map that I never unnecessarily huge yes. especially like because it's copied and pasted like a yeah. hundred times like there's there's the outside of Hogs, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade there's the same two houses with that one shop copied 15 times like they're identical yeah. as yeah. the game was going on like like I, it did get to the point where I was almost trying to rush the story because there was other aspects of the game I kind of preferred doing yes, yes, yeah so like I, I found myself like oh I just i'm gonna get some of these main quests out of the way so i can focus on the side stuff like the whole like the, the storyline which man sebastian that's good crack like you get you go on some mad missions with him so i found myself like kind of leaning into the side quests a little bit more as the game progressed because there was so much of the the map to to kind of travel i've been to every corner of it and i'm trying to like do bits and pieces in every one of them to kind of close it out as a game but um, yeah, like, like I haven't, I wasn't going near Hogwarts for like I'd say like the last fifteen hours of the game. I, was so I think that's a huge discredit to the game. It because is Hogwarts yeah. is easily the best thing about the game, and then outside it's a yeah. very mundane open world game. Yeah, like like you don't spend as much time in the castle maybe as you should. But then but I suppose I, you I do. Think that's a lot. Down, I think that's down to the player. Colin, I was talking to you at the very early early days of me playing Hogwarts and I was like no what you really should do is and this is one of the things that enhanced my playing of the game entirely was I turned off I all of my hood this, by the way. okay good good I look forward to that um, I turned off all of my hood with the exception of well when I was outside the castle I had the spell thing on but when I was in the castle everything was off my hood and I just walked around Hogwarts like learning where everything was and like really engrossing myself and, and like finding and the, the nice thing about Hogwarts is that every time you went back to it or at least every time I went back to it um, to do another quest there or to finish a quest there I'd have a little walk around because sometimes it was in different parts of the castle I wasn't overly familiar with and lo and behold there was another little secret place I yeah. could go into and a thing I could do mm-hmm. now unfortunately I think a lot of the it seems like because you, you do a lot with Professor Fig and one of the other professors and they're all they're all essentially on a the side a very bad character by the way Fig, Fig. we'll, get on, to, we'll yeah. get on to characters in a bit actually yeah yeah <laughs> But a lot of it's based off, which which is a pity as well. I don't know if it's just maybe I, I need to do more of the side quests to find out. But I, I felt myself a lot of the time returning back to the same part of the castle to speak to the same people. And I was like, you know, later on in the game when I went back and there was just so much more to like I kept just kept finding things. And I actually spent like a day or two being like, I'm going to go around and see how many of the guild, the field guide pages I can find yeah, around Hogwarts. Yeah. And all that was an absolute blast and like peeves kept coming out of different places and so pulling fun. pranks and and don't get me wrong that kind of stuff isn't perfect and it's not perfectly done but it adds all these those little like little notes to the to the world inside of hogwarts never mind the outside of it but i loved i i, mean, I follow your same train of thought like when i was playing through the game and when you come back to the game uh, hogwarts like later in the game when you've got more alohomora upgrades so if yep. you got like the first alohomora you're like oh cool i can get into certain areas 
you go in have a little route around and then you get like only so far before you're just like okay i'm locked out then you get two and three and by the time you've got three you can just wander and go anywhere so like if you can get to three and then start trying to like explore around the castle bar the couple of demi guises you might have to find first yeah but like running around catching all the field notes uh finding puzzles and quizzes like i i love doing all that like yeah. do you remember like uh, in at my first maybe couple of days playing the game do you know those like puzzle doors that have like oh, pictures yeah. on them yeah. yeah for ages i was like why isn't my maths working i was like one two three four it starts five, at zero six. it starts at zero yeah and for ages i was like this puzzle's really hard and then one time i was just running around and i found like uh, a chart it notes and stuff like that and mm -hmm. it's just somebody who like invented it or who has been studying them and they just have like the total tally of like it starts at zero one two three four five yeah. six seven eight nine and rather than google it just finding it in the world it was like oh and that was this i came across a couple of those doors and I, the temptation to google it to find out what the answer was yeah. to solve these things was because even when before i got into the game and i was scrolling through just not like down on my google or reddit or whatever there were so many things being like yeah. the arithmetic puzzles in hogwarts and how to solve them i was like no yeah. No, just I always just assumed it was just going to be some spell someone told me that I had to learn to no, just it, maths rearrange the numbers in the correct sequence. But it's quite because everyone's a spell. You know? it, it was quite cleverly done, though, and the fact that because it's up in the attic somewhere in Hogwarts that you find those the yeah. sheets of paper that I found. But what was quite uh, funny was I was playing it one time and I came across one of the doors and Lauren was like Lauren just coming through and she was just having a look to see what it was all like or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna solve this arithmetic puzzle real quick here, don't mind me. And I did it. She's like, how the hell did you do that? And I was like, well, I'm a fucking wizard. That's how Lauren, <laughs> I'm living my life in Hogwarts now. I can solve whatever here. I want. But that kind of stuff, like, and you're right, I, this, th there was a temptation to go and Google everything. But what I love about those books, you know, about the story of Hogwarts, whatever, is this, the secrets, the mysteries in it. And just walk around yourself and, and, and finding all the secrets, you know, the different doors and everything. Like, I even came across, um, don't know if it was Peeves' toilet or whatever else, but I came across one of the, the, the toilets and there's loads of cubicles. And I don't know why, but I got into the habit of early, very early on opening every cubicle door because yeah, so in some I. cubicles there was like people had set up like they'd all their favorite Quidditch posters in a cubicle or someone had set up a little bit cozy Herbology spot. Little exactly. Yeah, like, there was a know, potion station in one of them as yeah, well. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. So I think I just had a habit. And one time I opened the thing and there was just another secret door behind the cubicle and I went in there. There was a demigod. It was all this. And I was like... I, and it wasn't, it wasn't a big spectacular reveal, but I was sitting there being like, I'm finding out the secrets to Hogwarts. Like it was, that was just an enjoyable way to spend your time in it, you know? And also, um, it took me a while to figure this out, but while we're talking about finding secrets, did you just learn that like when you press Revelio and you hear a little ding? The ding, yeah. And like, it's like a sonar, how close you are, dictates oh, how close it is. So if you do okay. it and you don't hear anything or it sounds like a symbol, uh, ah, there's nothing what's, around I heard the ding but yes. I, I never knew it, it registered how close or far away yeah. you were okay. if you're playing it with headphones so I've got the, the pulse yeah. headphones it's 360 degree sound so when you hear that ping it'll ping like oh, where damn. it is ba on, like based where your character is standing so I was going Revelio and the shit out of the things and I was like oh, oh it's behind me to my how many times That's cool. do you think you used the Revelio spell so I don't think I went three happens. seconds if I was out in the open I, I don't ping. think in Hogwarts I made it more than 10 seconds without, without using, it, using it constantly much to the detriment again that's a huge negative it's like the arkham asylum except instead of holding l1 you have to physically cast revelio yeah every yeah. single time it, and i don't know how you would do that differently in like do you just remove it as as a thing in, in total because like you don't but have suppose to if you use hit Revelio you know? once and like you can see like the little blue icon, whatever it is you're trying to find in the distance, maybe it automatically it adds to your map. For longer, or if, it just, if it just pins on your map or something, which might make yeah. it too easy. Well, but like if you're in sight of it, maybe it should just. 
Yeah. Or maybe just get rid of it altogether because, like, even I don't know if you guys noticed, but even the room of requirements like pops up on Rebellion, you know. So yeah. I mean, like, there's there's people who like in the books Voldemort thought he was the only person who ever even found the room of requirements, but anyone who presses square will find it instantly. You know. So all right, so I think <laughs> they're I, NPCs. Right? Yeah, they, I, think, <laughs> I, I know, but there should be a challenge. I understand, which is, and like, I'd agree, which I think that the challenge should exist, and maybe there's a mode that you could put in where Revelio is disabled or something like that. But I think I get what you're saying that like you know very few people discovered the room of requirements, and you're using Revelio and you see it, but they need like as a from a gameplay perspective, I understand why they put that in. I don't know if that's a fair statement to say like, well, they only two students. Felt, so, well, they need to give us a way to. We can't cast. No, but magic. we shouldn't be able to just press square every time we walk into any room and instantly know where the thing is yeah no i'd agree i'd agree i think that was probably um because the thing but that's the thing like you don't have to use it yeah you don't you know but it can be tricky to there. find some of the stuff still exactly. even with that like with the alohomora stuff is it kind of you have to unlock oh. it to a certain point and that took me a while i was yeah. looking how for did you feel about alohomora as well i really didn't oh the the, the mechanism worst, to open it worst <laughs> mini game ever space, yeah. like <laughs> As in finding the no, demi guises or how, or how were, to crack no, like, the There were code. times when I would use Alohomora to open a door only for there to be another locked chest in the room. Oh, it can happen. And I'm like, that is unacceptable. Yeah. That is absolutely unacceptable. So, that is a complete waste of my time. Yeah. While we're on Alohomora and I, I got all the Alohomoras, I got through, got a lot of the chests, all the demi guises, everything like that. Um, I hated that mini game because like I came like some of the early games I played in my early days would have been like Fallout 3 and stuff and there's a lot of lock picking in that yeah, but yeah. in those games they always had like a force lock option or depending on your skill it would be easier to do in this game it's just no matter what level Alohomora you have it's the exact same so we'll probably get on to this kind of stuff eventually but like a simple game fix that could be patched in a bug uh, bug kit or whatever would be just simply if you have Alohomora tree Alohomora locks level 2 and 1 just automatically open yeah. and you oh, don't have to deal with every single time having to do that little mini game it kills a lot of momentum and like that when you start going looking for trophies and stuff or whatever it might be like the, the field notes you come across a chest a door behind the door behind the chest but like, not oh. only that like the only reason I'm opening this door is because I'm just like a bit of a completionist and I want to open that chest I know factually that that chest is going to contain fuck all like nothing that I want like a piece of gear that's either 10 levels too weak or a piece of common nothing that I'm never going to use but the interesting thing about the gear was and that I, I understand where you're coming from but even if it was a lower level you have it you sell it but that gear is forever saved when you're yeah. changing know, the look of your fine. character and that's, no, that's not fine that's brilliant that's like i think that's the best i've seen brilliant. in any game yeah but you only have 20 slots to even hold anything but you, but you, you, you sell it all crazy. you sell it all and and you just have because yeah, what i used to do was i'd go for a quest get all the stuff uh, travel back to Hogsmeade, uh, do sell all my shit, and then go back to the castle. And if I'm doing my bits and pieces, be like, "Look at all these new things I can put on." I think Craig doesn't know Transmog exists. Is that what's just happened? No. There's a miscommunication because you don't need to have the items in your inventory to change. I your know appearance. exactly, but what you do need to is if you're equipping anything new, you need to go back out of the menu and then re change it so that that thing is no longer visible for every single item that you yes. change so yeah. that that is definitely every a, time that is definitely yeah. a that a, sucks well if that's you, a quality of life if, thing for sure if it's like the same kind of piece item and it's a stronger level it will carry over so like you like you're putting it on 
let's say the, you know the goggles to have a dragon eyes yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah. If you put it on one of them, that will carry over for all those dragonflies. Okay. So if that never once that, happened with the same gear. It, it happened to me level. a couple of times. That's why I was just like, why the hell did it save this time? Because normally it never did, did annoy me. Yeah. For, for so, me, I was always wearing weak gear just because I didn't want to have to pause yeah. and change elf six things that yeah. I was So they could fix that for sure. But from a perspective of just like being able to sell all your shit off and then just keep what it looks all like. All the in aesthetic your, yeah, stuff like was great was, because I... And you this like is, the aesthetic stuff? Um, that, I, that, that was that was like 80% of my game. So what <laughs> I used to do... it all looks the same. It's no, all just oh, like... You got, you, got, like you got great jackets and stuff yeah. like Great that. jackets? What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Some of the robes. The robes might have a ribbon or something on it. No, no, but there's actual... There's like cool like jackets and like some of the gear was like... I used to do this thing where I'd be like rocking around the school in my uniform and when it came to winter I had the jumper uniform I had my Slytherin jumper on and with the like the nice heavy robe and I was like just like soaking it all up and then Sebastian would be like yo meet me at the coast we've got some quests (laughs) to do and I'd be like yeah let me get my quest clothes on (laughs) and I changed into this whole now what they should have done was they should have had like let's say slots where you could save like presets that was a massive uh, miss on their part that I'd have to go in and change each piece individually every time but I was like that's what I loved about that world was I mean you know Craig that when I played Forbidden West and I Horizon I'd I go did to the it. same there I went like to that. a tribe it was a lot quicker it was a lot quicker but I love that immersion and I, I appreciate that you could do that in Hogwarts and it can definitely it could definitely have been done better a simple R1L1 to switch between like yeah. your thing your scarf your whatever else but to have to go into a menu for your goggles and then back out of that and go into a menu for your scarf that was a little bit painful I that was could definitely have been done better the same with the maps as well like the navigation of just the map was horrendous especially when you like because there were times where i I absolutely love the castle hogwarts but there were often times i was like i have no idea where i am because it doesn't if you cross into a different area it doesn't come up that you're in a new area yeah you know when you're zooming in on like the different like flu networks like sometimes they're in like even the name of the flu network doesn't tell you the name of the room that you're in yeah so a lot of the time you're just like i have no idea what part, part of the castle that is because it, it just shows you an outside grid but there could be like several different corridors or rooms see this is this is where i found that the real advantage was learning my way around hogwarts so early on like, the game this that is I was why like, i wanted ah. to counteract your point because yeah. you were saying like okay i'm just going to go around doing the game and uh just see where uh, the different uh, missions take me in the castle yeah how often did you go to the great hall or back to the common room so not to any of the fun locations absolutely i bet you you spent 90 percent of the time in the defense astrology. defense against dark yeah, arts terror yeah yeah no so I'm, I'm with you i'm 100 agree with you that listen the quests... to that crappy museum music all the time yeah. which doesn't sound anything like a harry potter game it's yeah. just the default museum music from every other game and it's it, it's a pity because there is so much of the castle to see and explore but you're never forced to go certain places and i i appreciate the bravery maybe of the game design to say no people will want to go and explore this um but also like i think the idea of like uh talking to a professor who spends a lot of time in the great hall or walking around like they'll be in different places every time you need to see them so you know meet professor garlic over at like you know i don't know um the you know the entrance to the library i I couldn't find the entrance to the library i saw that person having breakfast a few minutes ago find them in the great hall you know there's there's nothing like that yeah which is which is which is a pity because it it does lead i mean we you spend a huge i mean most of the time and especially because if you're a slytherin you probably found it different kev because you were a hufflepuff so you were Mm -hmm. your common room was the kitchens Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah yeah. they're in the basement yeah i was barely in there now like to your point like i think i was in the common room jays like five the common room is very very boring like other than the thing where like if you try to go into the females and it slides you back yeah that's 
that's a kind of nice touch. I didn't know but, that's what that was. I thought for ages, like, oh, I'm going to get to unlock that and become yeah, a yeah. prefect or something. And <laughs> yeah. then I was like, oh, no, it's just a women's. Like, but okay. otherwise, there's never okay. anything cool happening. There's never, like, a deep conversation. Like, the very, very beginning of the game, there's two people, like, looking into, like, where the... Uh, out onto the lake. The lake like, is. Oh, apparently, uh, if you look long enough, a mermaid will pop up. And I was just like, I bet that actually happens. You know, so I stood there like a gobshite for fifteen minutes waiting. And for it never happened. Pop up. <laughs> and it didn't happen. Like, I was like convinced that that was going to be a thing. Yeah, if yeah. Waited long enough, but no. And it, not even that. And, and it, again, there's a pity because I think there's certain things that they could do to improve, like the lifespan of certain things in the common rooms, like the idea that you could. I mean, I love the idea that I could just sit down and on a, at a at a table with someone and play a game of wizard's chess yeah, like a red sure. dead going in and playing poker in the saloons yeah. like other things to do like i have a game of gobstoppers whatever the fuck that is and hopefully or i never have to find another gobstopper like again that like one. that was a stupid <laughs> quest in-house duels or cross-house dueling so anything or like and, and so this is what i mean i think coming down to the gameplay side of the game I, there is such a good foundation there mm-hmm. for it to be improved on i look at this and i pray that like there's another one coming out or you do six year or something and there's all of these quality of life things that they'll make better because playing through the game and walk around hogwarts and the spells and the common rooms and all this stuff like is lacking i'm like oh this you know you've you've just you've just unscrew the cap just a little bit but you need to just take there's the cap enough off there and... it's just all done kind of poorly but if yes. any of them were like brought to how good that they could be we could potentially have a really good game on our yeah. hands and I think one of the highlights for me we'll kind of going to that point now was some of the characters that you meet I really enjoyed mm-hmm. like actually some of the people that you spent time doing the side quests with uh, Colm your opinion on any of the characters anybody stick out for you that you were like I enjoy spending time with this this individual or were they all a bit lame uh, no like because the first time I played through I was a baddie as I said but yep. then the second time I was a goodie so the first time I very much enjoy kind of like egging on Sebastian and being like yeah you should do this or yeah like we should do this together and then the second time I was like I wonder what happens if I just don't speak to him at all and just like ignore him or ghost him and was the outcome different no there comes a point where you just have to get into a mission with him or something like that but you can you cannot go to like his um what's the first time you go and you get given out to by his uncle Oh, it's the local hamlet that he's in. I can't. Yeah. Oh, Feldcroft or something like was that. Yeah, that it's one? around. It's my God, you're here, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was with Sebastian. So the first time I played it, I loved egging him on, and that was all fun. But then also in the first time, something I wasn't expecting was like right from the get-go, Professor Fig. I was just like, oh yeah, okay. So me and this guy almost died. That's cool. Soon as we get to Hogwarts, he's like, yeah. So don't tell anyone about this. And my red alert flags were just like okay this guy's gonna be the main bad guy and that's just that's just gonna be the twist at the end and then when that we're in spoiler talk yeah uh, when that didn't happen i was just like oh so you're just a dumbass like is that (laughs) just what it is because he was like let's not tell the ministry let's not tell any of the teachers and then in the very last mission he's like i think we should tell the teachers like you're a fucking piece and he's like the whole time he's like i should have told everybody a lot sooner i was like well fucking lottie da i could have done with that information months ago like like, good thing for you i'm a bad guy and i've been telling everybody (laughs) that would have been great that would have made way more sense if he was a villain yeah, I that's what I thought it was going more. with, you know. Because he sucks the whole time. Like, yeah. He does nothing for himself, makes you do everything in lots of danger, and then just walks off and leaves the castle for months at a time. You're like, yeah. he's, he's off doing something, right? But no, it's just wasting time for you to do side quests. Yeah, I thought he was Dodge or Suspect at least. And just, I never yeah. thought he was Dodge or Suspect. I kind of felt that he was like a, 
it was like a Hagrid and Dumbledore combined into like just like the asset, like the guy who's gonna like guide you or be there to help you through yeah. certain things. And I quite I did quite like his like what would I say? Just his tomfoolery, like, you know, the fact that he's that age and he is like, Hey, you sixteen year old, we're gonna go into the world, <laughs> fight some goblin rebellion. It's like there's no care for like the fact that you're playing as essentially a child, like, yeah. you know. And I, I I quite enjoyed the silliness of, of all that. But yeah, as characters go, he's not great. I was a big fan of so you have there's a character from each house who you befriend essentially. There's Natty from Gryffindor, Sebastian from Slytherin, Poppy from Hufflepuff, and what was the guy from Ravenclaw? What did he do? I can't really remember him. He 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 only has a small. The astrology fella. Is the it? astrology fella. He t- oh, he tells about the astrology he gives you the stuff. Telescope. And he understands Azir? gobbledygook and stuff like that as well, which yeah. is like the yeah, goblin yeah, language. Yeah. I would have forgotten all that. that. Those are my favorite side mission, because you got to see the stars and kind of change the location. Yeah. But, and it was one that you only do about five or six times, compared with the fucking Merlin trials, which yeah. go on for Jesus Christ. I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> but the astrology things were like fun to kind of flip the map in and yes. zoom in and out to try and line it up. A little mini game, a little tiny mini yeah. game. I, I quite enjoyed that one. But I think uh, character wise, like I was a big fan of the missions I did with Poppy. Yeah. You know, you went to, you to the Free the Dragons. Dragon? Yes. Yeah. 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 Like her, cool. her stuff was great. And she was just a big lover of like animals, animals. and helped you get. Um, high wing was that the yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the hippogriff whatever like i like how each person had their own like natty was the one who was trying to uncover what was going on with the the goblins or i Randall enjoyed or it with her as well to be yeah. honest like I, I didn't mind that and what like so in harry potter like the books the story you know that there's durmstrang and um bobaton the other schools but i love that like the first time you meet natty she's like oh i'm just from this wizarding school in uganda or whatever it was that she was from and i was like holy shit like you know and it's a pity because as you said, Craig, the beginning of the game, the first couple of hours really opens all this sort of stuff up and it never really, it never keeps up that pace. You know what I mean? Like you're introduced to all these concepts of like, oh, wizarding schools in yeah. Africa and all that. And it's like, oh, that's all work. That's the only time we're ever going to mention that. And then we're, we're, I thought we're her as well. Like I thought they were going to go down this route when she was like saying that she's an animagus and that her father is an animagus or animagai, whatever, however you do that. And uh, I thought you were going to have to learn that. I was like, this is amazing. That would be such a cool aspect of the game to bring in because yeah. when they gave you the option to be able to ride on a hippogriff or a turn, what, what was the other one? The grap horn was the other. Yeah, the grap horn. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you uh, pre-ordered, your, you got your Thestral as well. Yeah, the Thestral Did as well. You so know, I was like, like if you could be an animagus, like, way better. You have to do Poppy's quest to mm-hmm. get access to that, which is over 20 hours into the game where you get your paid DLC content. Yeah. The extra 10 euro we spent on this. And I thought, yeah. Darren, you must in particular have a gripe with this since you gave out about Breath um, of the Wild being expensive. Yeah, no, I... This is the most expensive video game of all time. And to get it two days early, like, you had to pay that extra 10 euro and then you get a hippogriff. And I don't know if any of you used the Testral or hippogriff, but the controls for them are absolutely terrible. To the point where a lot of the time when you fly, you can't land. The game would just glitch or stop working. Yeah. And your character just keeps talking to the hippogriff every, like, few seconds as though, like, you've just mounted them. I don't... Did that happen to you guys? I found, like... I, I, I liked using them because, like, visually it was cool. I, I, like, when I jumped and on the back of the, the hippogriff and I started going over the lake, I was like, this is cool. This is really, really fun. But it's slower than the broom. Your yeah. broom is quicker. So, like, while visually it, it's great looking... Mm 
practically it, it offers almost nothing yeah you're better off just being on your broom yeah and, and uh, the broom I, is a lot of fun like I like do you know like when you get close to water and when you have like level three boost and you've got like maybe the like custom broom that looks better but probably isn't any faster like when you get close to the water like you can see the waves kind of going yeah, behind yeah, you yeah, 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 and yeah. then like just like little things like weaving around the place or what i started doing later in the game was like you hold l1 and you tap circle or whatever button it is to uh, jump out onto your broom. But like a lot of times I was just like running and jumping off cliffs and halfway down, just like busting yeah. out my broom and being like, Wee! Yeah, 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 the yeah. danger <laughs> aspect. Yeah, the traversal thing was great. And that's your question, Craig. I was disappointed that it took that long. But that being said, I, I, it wasn't that I, as if I was playing the game being like, where's my motherfucking Hestral that I paid for? I was enjoying it so much that I was like, oh, because I knew the moment you, you like you came across uh, High Wing in the Care for Magical Creatures class or wherever, whatever it was when you were first introduced to the Hippogriff, I was like, okay, we must be getting close to mount time. But then that's only like a little tease because it's not mm. for a good while long after that. But the whole time after that, I was so distracted by like, I was just going saving dragons with Poppy and I had a broom so it never, it wasn't as if I was dying to get something to help me travel around the world. And then when I had that, I was like, this is a cool bonus. And I used the shit out of the Thestral then afterwards, you know. Again, I had those moments where I was like, nah, I definitely want to be flying along on my broom uh, yeah. as opposed to the Thestral. But the music and like that, I just, one of the things I did in that game that I, was one of my favorite parts was that if there was a quest that I picked up in Hogwarts and I saw that it was fucking miles away, I would go into the room requirement, stock up, sell all the gear I didn't need, all that type of stuff, and I would like take a jaunt all the yeah. way. I wouldn't fast travel to the closest thing to it. I'd walk the roads, not walk the roads. I'd get on a broom for some of it and fly around and land and have a look around and fight some monsters and things like that. But I made the trip to wherever this was. It would help me soak up the world so much more. And like I had the Thestral the whole time that I was flying around and we'd land and we'd walk a little bit on the road. And I was like, oh, you know, I didn't give him a name. I should have known at this stage. But like had a bond with this this thing yeah. as well. I'd be like, this is so good. Like I'm on a Thestral. And speaking of th Thestrals, now it, the game never had that same effect. Like you said, the, the opening. The opening where you get attacked by the dragon and the guy in the carriage gets killed with you. That scene where you, all of a sudden the Thestrals all appear love on the that. thing. I was but like, it's the highlight of the whole game. Yeah, yeah I love it. I thought it was so clever. Such a nod to like the, I the whole the, story, the universe. Yeah. I was like, oh, brilliant. They've, they've, th they've thought of They've thought that, of everything. Yeah. And it's funny because the direction that you have in that cutscene and that section is never, it never gets that good again in the rest of the game, which is a disappointment. And we'll get on to directions and another thing I have. But character wise, do you think they were good characters, bad characters? Did you hate and like, did you hate the characters that were in the game? The people that you met? Not really. I didn't hate any characters specifically. I did find it kind of nice and then also a little bothersome that like a lot of surnames were just thrown in just for the sake of like an easter egg and some of them i really liked like um like the gaunt family i enjoyed Love that, that stuff great. yeah, yeah. um so gaunts and stuff that was very good but then just the fact that one of your uh vice principal is like a weasley, weasley was yeah. like, i don't think they needed to put like a direct main character's no. name in there you know i always wonder i was wondering that as well but then like the more i thought about it like it's so rare like in in like i suppose the modern wizarding universe like with the movies and books and everything that like a pure blood family would exist there's very few of them so i suppose there has to be a certain aspect of like the weasleys being involved because there, there really is like only a handful of 
of pure the blue. Pure blue yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be in a position to pair. Yeah, no, no, for sure. The for half bloods sure. can and easily be the principal. And of course, with the ginger as well, their their genes are strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 they never let up. Like, I think, yeah, you're right. I think there was two on the nose, and I think the idea of having a com- hearing a conversation in a Gryffindor common room, if you were a Gryffindor student, and saying like hearing someone say "shut up, Weasley," or so like that yeah, kind of nod yeah, would have yeah. been a bit like le- less like you know literally slapping you in the face with a wet fish being like there is a Weasley in this world and they are the vice principal of Hogwarts like they're just like forcing it down your throat I'm like I get it I know what you're trying to do but I don't need it that badly like you know and the principal is also a black so it's kind of yeah. like, you know, you got two kind of direct links. So yeah. it's like, you know, just have one of them not be a principal or a vice principal. And that's fine. Interesting question for you guys. Speaking of the characters and Black, there is a mission, of course, in the game where you have to get to the headmaster's office and you take apologies potion given to you by Professor Fig. He's the most irresponsible yeah. uh, teacher <laughs> yeah. in the school. He's like, here, I'm going to give you this. Like, Why didn't potion. he do it? I know, right? What a coward. <laughs> what a coward. Uh, so he makes you drink this apologies potion. You, you become Professor Black, the headmaster. How much time did you spend walking around Hogwarts as him as a question? Because I came across a lot of cool things that you could do while you were playing as him. Just I, with interactions with other characters, I found a few. Uh, yeah. One of them I was disappointed with, and it was Ominous Gaunt, the blind character. Uh, he says when you leave him, he's like, oh, the principal doesn't really seem like himself. And I don't know why, but just because he's blind and he's very magically attuned, I was just hoping that he'd be able to be like, those footsteps are a little different or you know like yeah, he yeah. kind of suss you out a little bit based on like how you're behaving and like maybe you're changing pattern but they just kind of glossed over that yeah. part but there's some very funny like little background things where he's just running around and it's simon Pegg's voice so he's just hamming it up just being like Weasley. yeah yeah <laughs> i'll have to give out to her later but professor fig's doing a great job and yeah, then he, she's just like he never compliments Professor Fig. Yeah, so. There's a great bit you can do if you walk through, you can go to the Great Hall as him and you stand at the, the plinth. Oh, the yeah, plinth, I did this. And yeah. there's a just there's this thing you can just press the square button. It doesn't tell you what it is, but you stand there and he was like, hmm, I feel a change in scenery is needed. The yeah. Slytherin colors, please, because that's the house you wear. And I'm I sure did if you're that one yeah. Well. Yeah. And like, yeah. That kind of stuff's just great. Like, you know, little nods that, you know, you never have to do any of these things, but you can go and do them. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I enjoyed the characters. I thought there was a bit of life in at least the guys that you went on the side quests with. Like I said, I love doing the poppy one. I, I think as well, I think if I was going to Hogwarts, Care of Magical Creatures would be a thing I'd be, would be right up my street. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having someone whose literal side quests were just Care of Magical Creatures, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Like, you I know? get that too. But do you know the other character you have the choice to go with the centaur people? Um, is that what they're called? Centaurs? Yeah. Yeah. Centaurs, uh... yeah. So you can go into the forest and then try find the golden snigget, snidget, yeah, yeah. which is like the precursor to the, uh, snitch. to the snitch yeah that's what they used to catch and they're almost extinct and i was like oh this could be really really cool and like just even the like centaurs alone i was like oh yeah i get to interact with them they were in the movies this is gonna be sweet and then they're just like yeah you kids just go ahead and i'll go get my my like troops and the rally and then like you just go do everything and they show up at the last second like yeah we all did this together yeah, and, like, and then they take the snidgets as well i yeah. was like i've got a perfectly good so, room of requirement oh, at home well, yeah <laughs> exactly so of all the kind of side characters you could choose from that was my weakest story for me anyway mm-hmm. i was just kind of hoping for more out of it especially I, dealing with the centaurs yeah. i enjoyed like I, I i really enjoyed the poppy ones because like it, it made me explore the the forbidden forest which i, I think yeah. is like one of the extra areas to explore outside of hogwarts and then hogsmeade it it's it's probably the next best in my opinion because like as you said is the like, forbidden forest a location 
As in, like, it's there. And I just thought it was everything, you know? No, no, there's a specific thing. aspect of um, the map that's, like... Yeah, that, the whole... That, like, when you come out of Hogwarts, that kind of, like, the western, like, slightly northwestern section mm. of the map is all the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. Like, that is, along. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never figured that out. I suppose, like, I, I think the giveaway is, like, every every second thing starts attacking you. Like, the first, like, the yeah. minute you walk in... And, like, they have all smashed. the signs outside being, like, yeah. do not enter Forbidden Forest by yeah. order of the Ministry. You cannot enter But, I mean, you go place. off in any direction and there's enemies. Yeah, yeah, true. Enough. But in fairness, like the, the Forbidden Forest is a cool place to. I mean, you come across some cool ruins and things like that. Mm. I mean, I remember I went in there and did a little bit of. But yeah, I think you know, it's it's different. It it's got a lot to live up to with all of the names and places that you know. Like we know that the Forbidden Forest, when we watch the, the or read the books and the films, that there's all sorts of terrible things there the deeper you go and it's like well they you know the game's only going to be so big and mm-hmm. how deep do you want people to go into this but for the bits that i spent in the forbidden forest in the game i was like this is kind of like yeah. it's dark it's misty it's it's quite you know a little bit unsettling mm-hmm. the problem is and this is what i'll get into next is the forbidden forest or the open world itself never really sold itself to me because the amount of different enemies is so small. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's fair. You fight spiders, goblins, goblins people, uh, things with things. The with mongrels or whatever. Mongrels yeah. and things with big tongues, and that's yeah. essentially it. The and then you fight these like knights when you go into those trials, and that's it. And there's the troll boss repeated yeah. fifty times. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and again, it's it's that thing where you're like, ah, oh, there aren't like they are so close to like. Really. I don't think they're that close, no. <laughs> but I see, well, in terms of when you think of what they've built, this is their first, and it's it's WB Games and Avalanche, and this is like an open world RPG is not something that they are renowned for. They're not renowned for making video games at all, like, you know. But that's but in case in point that they've come out with this is their first iteration of 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 a open world RPG, and it's not bad at all, that's, and it's got yeah, such it's, good foundation. You charge sixty euro, then maybe that's okay. But you charge eighty five euro, then you're in big triple a studio yes. territory here and you have to deliver otherwise is it not like cd project red are we not getting mad at them no no because harry potter like they're sorry but hogwarts legacy worked and it was like my argument with cyberpunk game, will always cyberpunk be now is a great game yes whereas but i but it's still not what i'm yeah but with the cyberpunk is i'll never i'll never say never forgive you can't charge people 70 quid for a game that's broken hogwarts but they charge us 85 euro a 10 euro extra just to play the game. Well, that was that early. was the choice because the seventy quid was the standard price, right? Seventy yeah. quid, seventy five. I mean, that's five quid extra than any other, any other normal game. And then the DLC, which they purposely like kept from you for twenty hours. Yeah. And then just gave yeah, yeah. You but I, I I see your point, but we didn't have to pay eighty five. I know, but like I would definitely review it as an eighty five euro game, not a sixty euro game. Like so, they have higher expectations for me than say the likes of say a Fire Emblem, which cost fifty euro. Uh-huh. I, I would rate that game on a different scale because of its set value, and I think that's a fair thing to do. Well, I, see, it depends when you when you talk about the pricing of games, you get into a whole different argument about because when you're I know, you're, got, you're trying to make the argument that this is their first time and all mm. that type of stuff. I know, but they're not charging like it's their first time. They're charging a triple A price. You know? But it, but it, but so it's a, it, it is a triple, a triple A game. But it is a triple A game. Yeah, it's just it's not the not, best one out there. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's but how often do we get the best game ever? Like how you know, and especially we don't ever get the best game ever. There's always quirks here, but there's obvious parts of the game where they got lazy or they just threw in something and then just didn't. And we're saying, oh man, if only they did this and they did this and they did this and they did this. But there's like a hundred of them, you know, and they lazy out every single time. You know, they didn't add the, ch- the Quidditch. They didn't add any of the extra mini games that were like 
looking for the chess mm-hmm. or even that game that I thought would be good where you could pull the ball kind of like boots yeah, yeah, gobstones or whatever gobstones yeah. you play that like twice and then it's just done and even when you do play it like they can't knock your ball out of the way and I was like man what a waste they can't, knock, you your can't ball. knock the stuff they definitely can. I don't yeah. think so no, they, you, you can hit theirs it. and they can hit yours yeah, I, I knocked it uh, barely wobbles then. no it's a, I, I, I can give it a go to like, there's like five levels of challenges and eventually you take on one of the like teachers as the champion because the teacher is the champion, you have to take yeah, that away from. Uh, I can't remember which teacher it is. Is it the charms guy? I think it's the yeah, charms guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, uh, he's he's a great he's a great like. Uh, he tries to aim for your ball all the time, and I knocked his ball. Well, off. that's something <laughs> because that game is ridiculously easy to the point where you could just like use your last shot to get the hundred points, and then it would always be enough. But I think, and, and just to go back to your point on like the pricing of the game, like uh, Cyberpunk Now was an excellent game, but it took them two years. Mm-hmm. Two you years said that they're not going to add any DLC or anything. No, like that. no, but I, no, but I think yeah, so. As I think. this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you on that one. But I, I have a funny. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm not, not a. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in their board meetings. But part of me, I mean, DLC for games is a great way to just keep making money. You like, you'd be a fool not to. Mm-hmm. I have a funny feeling. Um, my opinion on it would be that they saw all of the shouting against the game in the year like prior to its release that I'd say if they had planned any DLC which like why wouldn't you I'd say all that was shelved based off the fact that they probably thought it was going to flop completely and that's what I mean it's, it's disappointing in that like I, I understand um, people's arguments and their anger but I feel so sorry for the people who spent so long developing it that like is this what they wanted in the end or did they pack up shop because well all the outcry this is getting is it worth doing what we're going to do but in like i know i mean we paid 85 it's a 75 euro game five euro more expensive than your standard playstation 5 game five euro more expensive yeah i mean why are you doing that just charge it at 70 quid i have played way worse games than hogwarts legacy for the money you know you're talking a triple game i would consider that i mean in column kev i don't know what you i considered a triple a game i was happy to like pay the price i thought like i i paid the the, the full whack as well to get the the extra bits like the phoenix fellas all that sort of stuff i didn't regret it at all and like my baseline for it when it comes to a game i suppose is like time consumption as well like i feel like i need to get value for my time and Big i think I, i've lumped 50 plus hours into this game yeah i'm definitely gonna put more in i think i've got my money's worth for sure and then like the other thing that's in the back of my mind as well is like i've seen like a lot of remasters going for 70 recently so like if a remaster is going for 70 i think just the price in games in general is just going up, up. and that's yeah. just and that's just the way the world is going yeah, yeah. i mean the last was part one a, a complete graphical upgrade but it's the exact same the exact same game they're charging 70 quid for that to yeah, me, I, yeah. I think that's that's way more outrageous than the idea of this 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 you know um, games company make you know their first hand at uh, an open world RPG with the a, a team a triple A size team behind it means they have to charge a triple A size price. I'd much rather pay the seventy quid know, for the Hogwarts Legacy like, experience. But Hogwarts Legacy made in maybe two to three years. Like Zelda, which will come out here in May, has had a six year development cycle, and they're going to charge you less than they are for Hogwarts Legacy. And these guys are working their asses off and they are not taking shortcuts. They did not think, oh, let's have a mini game and like, ah, after one or two bad guys, let's just leave it Yeah, but they've been they've been at Zelda games for how many years? How many, how many years have they been making know, Zelda games? The Breath of the Wild was an absolute completely change in pace yes but they they would have done everything before that like the open world zelda games that's what they've been doing they are like that's 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 what they do that's what they've done forever Mm -hmm. since the first zelda game that's what they've been doing they've been growing and reiterating on it all of the time this is their first this is hogwarts legacy's first dip into that world that realm i know but you either follow through with your ideas or you 
remove them entirely. You don't just like throw them in half baked and expect us to just think it's a, it's it's fantastic, like because it isn't. And we have every duty to call it out as not being fantastic if it isn't. Which yeah, no, and I think no, I think I think it's, I mean I think we've all agreed that it misses out on. There's definitely parts that it's lacking, but I I wouldn't say it's. I mean, there's I think there's so much worse out there to, to pay seventy quid on. Like I there's do. absolute trash out there. I do as well, but I also have like maybe like a way to defend the game in a way, mm-hmm. which is like we all were playing it. Uh, were you playing on PlayStation? Yeah. Okay, so we're all playing it on PlayStation, which means we all got the Hogsmeade if you got the DLC, the Hogsmeade quest. Yes. For your shop. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So the, by the way, that was the totally like change in tone for the game like that I ever experienced. Like oh, it the, went, the how it went from like horror. It went pure horror, and totally like I was playing, it. and then I kept like changing the lights, and then like your Lumius would go off, and then when you turn it on, you're just surrounded by all the mannequins oh and yeah shit. that was yeah. terrifying and I was like like the second time I played through I speed ran it because I knew what I was in for I was like, I'm just going to run through this and not deal with it but the first time I was like what am I doing and yeah. I was like walking around and it took me like maybe 30 minutes to do and by the end of it I was like that was creepy as fuck but that yeah. was that was pretty cool Like, and you it's know? interesting because this is what I mean about it I reckon they probably had a plan for lots of DLC so the game was delayed but it was mm. meant to be released in October like of of the you know last year and that dlc is pure halloween written all all over it you like you fight people in a graveyard or whatever else and my thing about it was was that when i saw that i was like okay seasonal stuff you know like there might be a christmas kind of quest yeah. that you do all that kind of because you know all the, the harry potter books they're written in a story that goes through the seasons do you know what I mean you're go- every book is through a, a school year a school yeah. term so you're hitting every season so i had every reason to think that ah oh, and it's a pity because again i think it had a lot of um had the controversies that it did in the build up to its release i like how much is sitting on the back burner you know for a game like that and i I think that we might never know but i based on the fact that there was that extra dlc quest that you got if you had it on playstation to me that just screams that they would have had plans for yeah for different things i'm kind of holding that hope that they will re-examine that i don't think so i I think kev could be onto something because when in time have you ever known a game publisher to just stick to their word no matter what like they've got a taste of money and now they're like i like i like money yeah (laughs) so they're gonna go with a sequel a sequel or just get back on the dlc trend mm-hmm. i'd say that is most likely what their directives have put in and this is what i mean about like the idea of there being a, a sequel like the foundation of the games in all of its aspects are great the, the 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 foundation of the open world is fantastic yeah it doesn't feel a whole lot lived in and it's missing bits and pieces but i'll you know put the point in for the likes of um horizon forbidden west versus horizon zero dawn like two games five years whatever it was in in the difference the growth in the open world that you lived in off the experience of creating that first game is massive and i think that there's so much hope for this like i mean the, the expectation that they come out like maybe you say yes they should come out and come out with a perfect game or an amazing game top to bottom but i'm like if it's their first time i think there's there needs to be a like a bit of leeway given being like hey we haven't had a triple a harry potter game really ever like apart from the playstation ones that were copies off the films mm-hmm. that were like okay but you know they're fun they were They're fun but they were yeah. playstation one and two games yeah. you know what i mean yeah. whereas in, now that we're in a world where you get these triple a huge games your god of wars your horizons your halos this is the first time harry potter has entered that or hogwarts or the world of harry mm-hmm. potter has entered that realm i'm like listen as a first stab it's not a bad shout and look as a first stab as you just said i think they did a fantastic job because i came away with like how said as well with like 60 hours probably a little bit more sunk into that game possibly way more i just realized i have a second playthrough so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably got like 80 to 100 yeah. hours in that game and i feel like i got like an accomplished amount for my money you know like i don't feel yeah. bitter oh i paid 75 or 80, 85 whatever it might be i'm kind of like 
I enjoyed that I got friends around me that also played it and like I can chat to them about it uh, we'll all get kind of into it like what was your favorite part and then unfortunately we all basically picked Slytherin with the exception of Hufflepuff <laughs> which yeah, I then yeah. went and picked on my own <laughs> speaking of Hufflepuff a slight tangent is they have like the coolest like mission that you can only get if you pick Hufflepuff you end up going to Azkaban prison you guys didn't get to go to they Azkaban. didn't no. get to do that no way yeah. They got to fight a squid in a goddamn cave. That's what you've you got to met. do. I am yeah. so surprised. That was one of the things I, that for me, that I, I loved being able to take a trip there. And I, I, one of the things I thought the game maybe missed out on was doing that a little bit more, different areas. I you agree. Go to, why didn't we go to the ministry? But the, fa- but the foundation yeah. is yeah, all there, the you know? Ministry, nope. right? Yeah, so actually, actually, I think if they go down the sequel route, which I would love what I want to see from uh, like a Hogwarts-based game or the Wizarding World-based game, why can't, like, I would just love to be an Auror. And my career mode as an aura, and if you guys want to be, you know, dark wizards, your career as a dark wizard, whatever, do that for the next game, your mm-hmm. career post school. Because so, it's it. one of its biggest failings in the fact that it gives us options. It gives us options in conversation to be a good guy, a dickhead, or somewhere in between. Has no meaning on um, the game whatsoever, zero. which is a big downside to it. I have to say, and the idea like like that like you're talking about like give me a game where i go out into the world and i become an aura or whatever else give me a game where i do like my seventh year in hogwarts mm-hmm. and you choose like the career path so you do a part of the game in, in school experience hogwarts and all its glory and then go out and like see like the ministry um azkaban all these different places mm-hmm. different parts of the world that you can go and see i'm like there's so much potential in it and based off what i've played i'm like if if a sequel is possible if a sequel's in the works if after all the controversy they'll they'll go and and dip their toes back in the the pool and and make a a second one i'm like there's you know there's so much to build on Mm -hmm. in the game that i'm like i'm quite i'm quite optimistic about if a sequel does exist it can be great you know like i mean this is a good game but we could have a great game um to kind of before we go into wrapping up and kind of what you guys would change just to go into little bits wrapping up (laughs) barely touched anything (laughs) (laughs) well is there is a particular topic you'd like to get into well i mean we haven't even spoke about the controls or the combat at all that's true yeah yeah Yeah. and i mean what what did you guys think for me like i absolutely hated the fact that a lot of the time when someone say put up a purple shield Mm -hmm. and i needed to hit them with a purple spell often even though I very clearly hit the direction that that guy was in and pressed or two and triangled or whatever it was, it would always just fire at a random enemy. So there is a way to fix that. If you do... Right click. Huh? Right click to target that individual person. Yeah, so you... I know, you're... but I hate doing that as well because then I have to flick with my right stick yeah. to flick. In, like, it should be like Arkham Asylum. Have you guys played the Arkham Asylum yeah. games? When you did a combo of, say, six to eight attacks and you like then unlocked your finisher... If you like press the direction of say a bigger unit and hit triangle circle, it would always yeah, get yeah, that yeah, guy fair. every single time. Like it was the same where like there's a guy about to fire a, uh, his gun at you and you want to hit him with a batarang. So long as you aim in the general direction of that, the game knows who you want to hit based on mm-hmm. the type of thing you're using. Mm-hmm. Whereas this did not have that at all. The amount yeah. of times I like froze an enemy to then use the slice spell, only for that slice spell to just randomly shoot off in a random yeah. direction. I was like this sucks like why is it doing this so if you can get used to it and and again i guess it's one of those things that maybe have improvement but if you can get used to it towards the end of the game and especially when i was doing the last couple of quests i got the hang of like the moment i walked into a fight i pressed or three to lock on to whoever and then it's a quick cycle of left and right to Mm -hmm. cycle through the guys and that way that takes a bit of getting used to don't get me wrong but i like it does teach you that right at the very beginning of the game and i'm sure if you're doing it right from the very beginning of the game it probably 
alleviates it's a bit just of that because pain. I have to move my hands to like holding or two triangle and the right. St- I can't do that with my fingers. I have to move my left hand away from the control stick to touch okay. the right one just yeah. to be able to do that. And it's like it's so clunky to me that like I, I can't do that just because it breaks the immersion completely. Like I have to stop for two seconds to try and target someone else. Did you guys enjoy, Calm? did you like the, the fact that you could have four spells on four directional buttons for a total of 16 different mm-hmm. uh, things to use in a single fight? Did you find that easy to use, hard to use? Uh, at the beginning, I found it kind of tricky. Um, by, I don't know, a couple of hours into the game, I was pretty proficient. And then like on my second playthrough, I did it on hard. And that was a bit more of a challenge. I'd recommend that maybe if you're complaining about being too easy. But in terms of controls, I can kind of get it. But I also found that I was like putting a lot of my like combinations in the same category. I would also color code them. So I'd have one purple, one yellow, maybe two red, depending on which I thing. I did the I exact put. same thing. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. yeah I, I always just had like, purple on the top, red on the bottom. I would do purple left, uh, green, sorry, uh, yellow was right, um, and then like had the other ones kind of stacked between up and down. But just like that, like I very much so got into like the first playthrough, all dark arts. So you didn't go down the same dark route as me, but I got like in the dark arts tree, all of your like curses on like every kind of spell you can cast. Mm-hmm. So when you cast a, a like if I use Expelliarmus on mm-hmm. you, you get cursed. If I use Flipendo on you, yeah, you get I cursed. Got, yeah. Any spell, Glacius, you get cursed. And then later in the game, you get Crucio, which is crap. I don't care what anyone useless says. Useless spell. Useless. So little terrible. No, no, it, no, no. it takes it, 30 health. It, it, it takes no, nothing. Even if you hit a troll with it, it's yeah. doing fuck all. No, it it's amazing. Crucio's amazing. Right? So right, Crucio is the only unforgiv- unforgivable curse I learned, right? But there's a bonus skill that you can get but the, all on the, the dark. Yeah, that's only the dark arts. But that works with everything. Yeah. That works with Expelliarmus or Stupefy. Which? Yeah. That, that, what you're add talking curse about. Add curse onto it? No, no, not add a curse onto it. If you hit someone with... Crucio, and this thing meant that every time you went and further hit that person, loads of these kind of you know the way Crucio was like this red electric lightning that mm-hmm. was the kind of thing that would shoot out of the of the enemy that you Crucio. Did you have to and, upgrade your wand core to get that, or was that uh, always part of no, it? No, that was in the Dark Arts tree yeah. somewhere. It was, oh, it was yeah. the only thing that you could do to improve Crucio as a as a spell. Okay. But I remember I was doing the end part of the game when I was fighting the trolls, and I'd Crucio the the troll. And that's the only person I had to. I was hitting the troll with so much stuff that the other wizards were getting wrecked by what was coming oh, off him, okay. and they were just dropping dead. And I was like, "I'm glad they're the only one." Crucio. I think if you uh, so it's the upgrade to Crucio right. okay. is is worth yeah. it. Well, yeah. like, like every upgrade, it's just more damage. Yeah. yeah. And your statement at the start was Crucio is the best. I'm not even going to tell you what the best is yet. I'm going to actually bypass the, the best one and oh. going to go straight for Avada Kedavra being. Mm-hmm. So OP as fuck. Oh, still I thought, not like, even the, the best. I can't believe you said the Vada Cadaver was OP. No, the Transfiguration spell to turn someone into a barrel. No, no. And then you or one barrel, instant, and you Like, so that's killing great. three or four yeah. people instantly. Yeah. yeah. That's way better than that. That was my like, go-to move. And I'd it was so in. OP that I, yeah. I unequipped it, because I was like, no, I can't use ah, this. Because I'm already pressing or one all the time. Yeah, Because there's just shit everywhere. It's just interesting, like, around the table, listen to how... Because that's, again, another good thing about the game, was that it gave you the option to go into combat and fight the way that you wanted. I only learned one unforgivable curse. I mean, I'm assuming you guys got all of them. I got I, all that shit. I decided not to take Avada Kedavra. For some reason, that's where I drew the line. <laughs> what? I, 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 Imperio I, is fine. I, no, Imperio is fine. I'm just I, yelling Avada Kedavra at people for no reason, so I was definitely getting that. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I was just like, no, no, I shouldn't know that. I, I, I'm going to kill people by turning them into an exploding barrel. That's going to be my method of murder. Like, I mean, that I, is a way more destructive <laughs> way to die, like turning someone into a barrel and then throwing 
throwing that barrel at someone and yeah. not blowing up, killing yeah. them and their friends. So, Colm, if it's not, if Avada Kedavra isn't the... Well, I want to tell you about Avada Kedavra can be super OP. Yeah. But we'll get into the other one in a second. And, like, the barrel is very good. But it doesn't kill the person uh, that you've turned into a barrel. It does. If, it does if, it does if happen, they're, yeah. like, one of those big brutey guys. No, it doesn't, oh, yeah. it turn it doesn't even work on yeah, them. Yeah, it no, just, like, makes them wobble. Like, the other way, like, if you catch somebody when they're in the middle of a move, you can kind of affect the... Oh, okay, like, yeah. you can flip over or, like, catch a dewbog by his tongue. Yeah. Yes, but you can't yeah. do that unless you catch him when he's about to hit you. Yeah, so when so, those those big guys are doing those spells where they cast lightning or oh, OAOEs, when they're, like, they're susceptible, okay. they're susceptible so to be... if right. you throw, like, one of them at their friend, their friend might die. He t- takes damage. But that other guy takes damage, too. But he just reappears yeah. and then just gets up. So they don't die always. Oh, that's a bit yeah, they might. take a lot of damage, though. Yeah, but they don't die. So, uh, Avada Kedavra, though, uh, with the like thing you can get onto that, and again, if you invest in the Dark Arts tree, realistically, this is the most OP thing. But I, I want to get into it, like a different one with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Avada Kedavra, you, I use Flipendo, all these things. You're cursed, you're cursed, you're cor- cursed. You can get up to like maybe 10 spells worth of curses on 10 different enemies. Yeah. And then you can chain them all into a one-hit kill by using Avada Kedavra. Yeah. And you see like the green lightning just like zapping between the people that have been selected. And you just feel like, what Voldemort probably felt like, like yeah. just walking around <laughs> just like so people just like <laughs> dropping to the ground you're like this is very very cool but like if you don't use that dark art tree and you don't chain all those together Avada Kedavra on its own is pretty crap the best dark art spell 100% Imperio. has to be Imperio yeah. I totally agree I mean I totally Imperio agree. did you know Imperio, you just get like uh, a troll to be on your team. He beats the bollocks out of absolutely yeah. everybody around. And then I only figured this out way later as well. But if you just walk up behind that troll, you can use like petrifying Patronus or whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, you, you can, can stun him and he stays under your control. So you could either. just do that like two or three times and he's just dead. I figured out real late. Oh, cool. But just the fact that I had a troll on my team and then he was still on my team and I was just there blasting him with and spells. The interesting, I was just like, the interesting well, thing about though. the cooldown for that is by the time the Imperio has left him your imperial is pretty much good to go again yeah. which is a weird balance thing that you know you think that they would remove the effects of imperial well before you can use it again but you can essentially have any enemy constantly under your control yeah. for the duration of a fight i mean guys if you walk into any battle situation just keep hitting or two every now and then hit or one and then when the pop-up comes up for l1 and or one you'll win every fight like it and is hard, hard to hard. lose I the played fights. on hard mode. Yeah. And I was just like, I stopped getting those ancient magic things because I was so sick of hitting L1 and R1 and just watching everyone die. You know, I was yeah. like, I'd like to do something myself. Yeah. I'd say like throughout the game, I probably only died about five times. And I know a lot of that was because I had my rumor requirements stacked. Like I went into every situation with like 25 wig and well. I must so have like been ramp at this game. Like, I just never equipped anything anymore i even stopped even when i leveled up i didn't care to get the next upgrade because every upgrade is more damage that's all everything is mm-hmm. except the ones that give you the extra slots for your magic yeah. which are essential yeah, especially very because yeah. having room of requirement spells on your 16 slot is fucking stupid so that was it took me a long time to realize them, them at all yeah. I, I, I got rid of them instantly I so was i like, quite never gonna use these i quite enjoyed um i designed a little bit of that because in the room of requirement you can get the thing that can, where you put your beasts into and i did spend a little bit of time in that building a little ruined castle for them all to run around i in. saw videos of people doing that like minecraft was great man it was like, yeah. like, it was like the Sims meets uh, Harry Potter, you know? It was, it was just like a nice... Because the music, when you're in the, the place with the beast, you stay in there for long enough, it is such a great bit of music as well. So relaxing. 
Uh, but I used to keep it on, like on my uh, on my you down on the D pad. There's a lot of repeats, yeah, yeah. But um, the I used to put all the things like the the brushing, the feeding, and the bag for capturing on my down, and I kept it on like you know the down on the D pad. So that was where those four spells were locked. There were so many times where I got into fights, and you're kind of jamming on switching things around. Then I'd be fighting everybody and be like, you know, flipendo and you know bombarda, and I was like, here's some food. Like, <laughs> accidentally just throw some food just to the side, brushing like, you know? him or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no beast nearby I'll those spells like, oh. too shouldn't have been there so it took me ages to get because I used to like having that as a thing where I'd have like either feeding or like Lumos or Repero that was like my um, my utility my utility spells but that was eventually stupid. yeah I'd start putting those ones to the side the stuff that you'll use once every 10 hours yes. and yeah. just get rid of forever all my, my four were just for battle like I, I would I would swap in and out the beast care ones or when, like, whenever yeah, yeah, whenever them. I need it because like I didn't need it that much but so. I, I did the opposite of you by accident where like as opposed to like in battle taking out the brush I went into the vivarium and I, and I, I wanted to like <laughs> do some beast care and I was like crucio and I, was like, I was like oh god Oh, and oh, they run away from you yeah. as well. I did yeah. it a few times. Like, I'm Absolutely. never going to earn my trust back. I'm just hypocrite. <laughs> but speaking of like, because you talk about the morality side of things, a part of the game that I find really interesting, because we've talked about the unfigable curses here a lot, the first quest that you go to to get the Crucio, that unfigable curse, was one of my favorite quests in the game in terms of that it was quite, like the whole thing about it was very, very dark. So you got to mm. go, it's like Gaunt's family or aunt oh, yeah, went yeah. to try and find something good about Salazar Slytherin. She always believed that there was something good about him. So they're trying to find his library or whatever. And in order to get there, uh, you end up in a corridor where there's this horrible door of like screaming faces at the end. And the only way you can get through that door is by casting Crucio on another individual. And Gaunt's poor aunt went by herself. So she just starved to death and died in this car- corridor, trapped because she didn't, but the fact that you had this conversation between you and Sebastian and Gaunt being like, we have to get out of here. And Gaunt's like, I told you never should have come here. Like, that's a horrible thing to have to do. And then you and Sebastian be like, well, one of us has to cast Crucio on the other. I was, I was like that playing was, the that game. That was my favorite quest. Yeah. In the whole game. I was sitting there being like, this is dark. Yeah. And it was this, it was this thing where like I use Crucio in that moment. And that was like a lesson enough for me to be like, I'm not going after anymore for unforgivable curses. Crucio was the only one I had throughout the game because of that quest. And like you cast Crucio and this screaming door screams until it yeah. opens. And I was like, oh, I'm on the dark arts. You're like fucked up. Yeah. But it was so good. That it's they a actually... real shame though that Sebastian doesn't learn that same lesson. I mean, in the very next quest, He's just like, I, I have no choice. Imperio, now kill yourself. You know, yeah. like, yeah. and Sebastian's then, like, he's fighting his own He's like, Avada Kedavra. And he's just like, I have no choice. You're just like, you could have used any spell in both those situations yeah. and it would have went the same way. Yet you chose to be, and I was like, because Sebastian, I loved at the start and like that, those morality things, but eventually he's just being evil for the sake of being yeah. evil. Like, you know, and you're like, man, this would Classic be great Slytherin. to have the whole yeah. light and darkness and blur the line. But no, Sebastian's just going pure yeah. evil. Is that when you learn about a cadaver? Because I remember, I remember thinking I had the option to learn it where like my, my, my two sentences back where everyone should know that spell or nobody should know yeah, that spell. Yeah, that is. You have to be, uh, yeah. I said nobody should know it thinking he'd be like, well, I'm going to teach you anyway. Yeah, you can uh, go back and talk to him apparently. I don't think it locks you out completely. Oh, okay, so if you find okay. Him, yeah, yeah. as long as you haven't like turned them into the no no I haven't, I've left them be I've left them be <laughs> the old mentor lads you know what I mean <laughs> no I think the the combat one of the things that really I, when I started playing the game and the combat does get old as time goes on a couple hours in but there is something very satisfying about the normal or two attacks uh, cause what, for, what do you call that Darren 
See, this is no, this is unfortunate <laughs> because that should have been. That should I have always been, wanted them to reveal what that attack that should was. be stupefied. It should be stupefied. Yeah, that should one hundred percent. But it, it, even in the books and the movies, that doesn't have a name, and like yeah. the characters are constantly like yeah, just a little flick of the wrist. And yeah. like, there's no red, there's no green. Mm-hmm. It's just a little. Yeah. Over there, yeah. yeah. But I, a default I, spell, and I'm like, what is that yeah, spell? But they're all using, in fairness, in the um, Order of the Phoenix in that film, where you first see them all, like where you first see Aurors versus Dark Wizards, and it's that thing in there where the the mirror of whatever it is that Sirius Aerosmith falls through, there. Oh, no. and they're stupid all stupid mirror. <laughs> that stupid mirror. But they're all there fighting, and it's the noise. They're like, yeah. All, all that stuff's um, like is amazing, and then the Dark Wizards arrive, but they arrive in that ball of mist that is also very very cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know when I first started playing and did, like was putting together the or 2 combo I was like I look deadly because like you even do that thing where you swing around under yeah. your arm and I'm like yeah, I'm so cool and then one of the first uh, tr- you know new skills you can learn is that if you hold your dodge roll or whatever it is you'll yeah, you'll fly parts. forward wasn't that like, great for like 10 seconds I still use it because like, I fought one of the end uh, bad guys uh Rookwood like yeah. that fight against Rookwood was great but that whole thing was class because I was like you know dodging and Protego and myself and doing that mist you know disappearing off to this I was like this is so exciting like, but it doesn't look good like when you hold it like you always jump and s- start like as though it's like a fucking rocket ship and you just like pull on the boat. I quite like how it looked yeah like, I you no can never kind of go teleport teleport attack teleport like it's it's really stingy but you're also remember you're also a 16 year old kid who doesn't know everything were you ever like running in the open map and holding L1 really hoping that it would just last longer and you could just go yeah like the amount of times I was like man if only this went on for a couple more seconds you know it'd be amazing but it doesn't it juts every single time but did you I mean Calm did you find the combat getting old you're a guy who's played through it now like almost twice Um, did you find the combat to be a terrible pain not a terrible pain. No, I like enjoyed it. By the time I had finished the first time through, uh, got back into the hard mode, and it's like I'd obviously had a lot of experience under my belt at this stage, but I was finding some of the bosses and stuff quite tricky. So I mean, I'd say if you're finding an absolute walkthrough, if you can change the difficulty at any point, just switch it up to hard, and you'll die from time to time, but you'll still kind of breeze through. I must be really bad enemies, in the game. I died a lot in my... I played through well, I normal. died enough because I never ever equipped any gear. Because So I could only ever take two hits and I died. You know? But I was fine with that because, like I said, just hit or one. You're always... You're just going to throw something at them and it kills them almost instantly. There's always something to or one. Always, you know? I found like with the combat as well. Like, I got really into... To, maybe, like, to, to enhance it for myself, I got really into, like, the potion side of it. So, like, I'd, like tactically be like oh, I'm going to take Maxima now and now my Edoras potion and now the Thunder Brew and they so looked cool yeah. yeah they looked cool What? Yeah. which one was it that turned you into kind of stone Edoras Th- that looked and you, that could, awesome. you could combine Edoras and Maxima that you were like this glowing red yeah, stone you person could take as, you could take as many of them as you like like I went into some of the battle like the Rookwood one oh man I absolutely destroyed them because I had like 10 of each of these potions so I was like, just come like come the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah like there's no way you're getting me I loved it I think I think the combat had, and again, it's it's that thing that I like about this game is that it's not perfect, but it's there's so much potential in it. Big like time. you know, a lot of potential. If they fixed the targeting, yes, yeah, I think it could it could have been a lot better. And like most of the spells, like those rumor requirement spells, even repair road, that, that should be just something you walk up to the thing and you press X. Yes, there's no yeah, need. You shouldn't to have to equip it. No, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's the thing. There's there's all these things that they tried, and, and it's like okay, it doesn't work. Like the. Uh, Alohomora doesn't work the way they they wanted it to. Well, I mean, I don't know if they wanted it to be like that, but it just doesn't work. It's 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 boring. It's 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 tedious. Uh, Repero is tedious as well. Uh, Lumos is a little bit tedious because you come across the Devil's Snare. Yes, and I never had 
it equipped and I'd always be running through yeah. these caves and I'd be like oh why am I getting hurt I was like oh fuck I need Lumos again it's obviously yeah. Devil's Snare here I thought like the that. inclusion like, oh. of Devil's Snare was really cool I wasn't yes. expecting it and then I was like you said I was like just running I was like why am I taking damage and like I think I what used are they, what are the buddies Hermione like, says Devil's it book one Devil's Snare hates sunlight yeah like I mean that was pretty cool but then those those puzzles where you have to get the like butterflies that they're painting that's the worst oh, the butterfly yeah. thing is the biggest waste there's so many of them as well and they're gonna, always just run off in three separate directions yeah. for 30 seconds no need it's I'm gonna leave you guys to talk place. about uh, I'm gonna go run for, to the loo for a second here I might ask you to, if I could move by you there Craig real quick um, but yeah please keep talking about the horrible challenges uh, in the, in the oh, game oh please okay so look that's that one but realistically uh, on my first playthrough I also started playing through um, also I should preface this like I'm not just like someone who doesn't work or anything I just Got really sick with like a viral infection or something at the time, <laughs> and I was out of work for like a full week. No, there's so no judgment here. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I just had like all this time just to play that, and I couldn't like go out or do anything. So I had the time, and I wasn't like you know neglecting other responsible duties that I should have been doing. But in my first playthrough, got into the game and just started milling into the Merlin trials towards the end yeah. of the game, and like like. The Merlin Trials, the point of them is to increase your inventory space. And I was like, yeah. that is the shittest reward for reward. like, like yeah. that's the kind of thing that I said this in the past to the guys, like when we were chatting, but like, do you know, like the, the beast shop in Hogsmeade, mm -hmm. I thought it would have been cool. Like, oh, if you go there, you'll be able to buy cool items to upgrade your gear because you're yeah. getting like cool items from animals and all. Mm -hmm. But the only real upgrading things you had was from your loom in the room of requirement. Yeah. But like, I thought it would have been cool. Like, oh yeah, you buy like a backpack made of dragon scales or unicorn fur and that will increase your thing. But it's like, no, just do like 20 Merlin trials. You'll get like four spaces. Then do another 20 and you'll get another four space. Like this and is- none of them are fun. No, yeah. none of them are fun. Some of them are so same. Like they recycle. Like blow up I, I feel to this day, like I'm like, what are those like, a lot of the time the task was to pull these four bowling ball looking what things what the why? fuck were those things yeah, like, why yeah. are they on a chain and why did they go into this little group? I suppose like, I had like, no idea what they were yeah I suppose like what what else do you do like I suppose it's such a small how did they come up with gather four yeah. bowling balls on a chain it was a strange one slot? I was like what what is that what does that mean one of them yeah. took me way too long to, to figure out as well like do you remember the one where it's like it looks like moonstone is trapped in in one of the pillars and you have to like use lumos Oh, like drag, I know the exact one. Yeah, the, any Lumos these, like, take like time. fleas or flies or something over to yeah. They like what? Like, firstly, it took me. I don't know. Like, I ended up actually having to Google it. Uh, yeah, I, I won't lie. I couldn't figure it out, and it was really pissing me off. And I, I, I was collecting inventory like a madman, so I wanted to yeah, unlock I get as much of that because you have to I keep could. just selling it nonstop. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. all right, yeah. Like, Got to keep my store ticking over Absolutely. in, in Hogsmeade. Yeah. Little, what's your name again? Dolly? No, a Penny. Penny. Penny yes, yeah. Penny's. Yeah. Just she there. was quite um, disturbing looking. Yeah. actually, she was in the first mission. and She was like, my my lady master. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Girl? I thought she was like, I was like like a really weird looking old woman yeah. <laughs> it's like is this a house elf or is this a person who's gotten small with age yeah, yeah. yeah. she also tries to murder you I'm just gonna throw that out there like, yeah. not directly on, but yeah. by like feigning knowledge of anything she's just like mm-hmm uh, but she's mm -hmm. got the classic that's what I like about her she's got the classic Dobby I can't go against my master type yeah. thing going on do you know what I mean yeah. and that's the kind of thing as well like that because I don't know if you played that side quest Craig did you 
So there's that, and that, that's huge. That goes on for quite a while. There's a couple of parts to it as well. Um, basically, this woman owns a shop and she wants to sell it to you, but it's all a ruse for her to kind of trap you in the realm with the ghost of her husband or something? No, she tells you to go get some belongings of her husband, but really it's just a ruse to get you into that room and then all of her previous tenants she's been sending into this thing and yeah. then the ghost guy has been just tormenting them yeah. and they seem to like break down and have to go to St. Mungo's, who's like the... This, not just a psychiatric hospital, but they're like the hospital for like people who are broken or something yeah, has gone wrong. Yeah. So like by the end, she's just luring you down there through some kind of relationship with your man. Because when you finish the quest in the you know with a ghost, and then he you come to a bargain, you strike a bargain with them. Uh, the bargain is basically yeah, you can come into my shop after nine p.m. and you can do that like twice a week or twice a month. Haunt or something. the shit out of and the then shop. He, yeah, and then like the cool thing at the end of that is just like um, you know, like the main character is like, oh, by the way, Penny, we're gonna close uh, right before nine p.m. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, we got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, there's just in like relation to the the ghost. When you finish up with him, he says, oh, tell whatever the girl's name who owns the shop. She did a great job sending you to her or sending you to the ghost yeah because like all the others weren't able for so it just set up this history that she just keeps sending people yeah. to yeah. him it's quite he dark it's really dark. she whole, just keeps getting more money quite, you know yeah that, that that part and that's what i mean because that was definitely kind of an add-on that was like hey if you're playing on playstation you pre-order you get this 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 quest and i was like oh man if only that like if only there had been a uh, a path they were telling us that they had x y and z lined up and all this type of stuff you also know? sorry i just we just touched on it there but so you you did that quest right yeah okay so you know at the very end and this is just going back to a character specifically because i told you about how i thought professor fig would have a little twist and he'd be the villain at the end yes mm -hmm. had the same feeling about one other character okay at the end of the hogs meeting not just from this quest just from general incompetence it seems uh the police officer oh, of hogs she, I mean, she even gets taken out by that witch who like immediately. house you or like shop you buy off like immediately, and then you take care of her, and she's like, "Oh, thank you, I'll just take care of her from now." And then like trolls come, and she just runs off somewhere. But what's interesting, and you know, I was playing this in the, in a the game in a the state of disbelief because I was like, "Why are they letting this fifteen year old, sixteen year old deal with all this sort of stuff?" And then the I remember the Harry doing? Potter books, and yeah, yeah, um, ah, from yeah, the yeah, point yeah. that Harry's ten years of age, he's like <laughs> saving the world constantly. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's just that's just how the world works. The, the difference is usually that's in Hogwarts it's like in the castle and he's kind of wrapped up in it because there's a lot of shit around Dumbledore's him. got his back all that jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is like in Hogsmeade where you would imagine there's a lot of proficient wizards some form of security like other than just that like one that wizard yeah, that lady yeah. wizard and like I was just okay she must be a bad guy because the amount of things we've like well, all, me and my friends, we've gone exploring. We found out Rookwood's the villain. We've got all this dirt on him. We've got like witnesses that will all testify against the guy. And then she's just like, yeah, I'll follow up on that. And you're like, do your goddamn job. <laughs> like, am I going to have to do? And you do. <laughs> you do have to take out Rookworth and his amigos. So in the end, it's just like, all right, like she's got to be in on this somehow. She has to be the villain. Mm -hmm. And then she's not. And you're like, right, well, then you're just shit at your job and you should retire and let fucking <laughs> some aura come in and let him teach yeah. me the ways. How about that? Yeah. Sequel of material right yeah, there. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the aura for Hogsmeade. Like, That's yeah. how I'm actually playing the game now. Now that the uh, now that I finished the main story, I'm playing it as like I, I like to consider myself like like the Dark Knight of oh. uh, of, of of Hogwarts, Hogsmeade, and the surrounding yeah. hamlets. Like I've changed all my garb. Like I, I'm wearing dark stuff. I've got the wolf mask on. Uh, I've changed my broom so it's got like the fire coming out of the back. 
I up, I did up like the room requirement to be dark and mysterious, so it's my little back cave, and that's just how I'm playing it now. I am I am doing her job for her. Yeah, nice. I'm going around just solving all of the little, problems. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just, that's just like my next. I suppose like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complete it 100. percent No way. Yeah, like, there's just, there is uh, too much. Yeah. Like even yeah. though I won't go that far. I just was like, no. I also like so one reason why I got locked out of some quests. I mentioned it to you, Darren, in person. Um, basically, um. I did all the side quests, all the main missions, but in my inventory, I'm locked out of one quest, which is like a known bug, just if you happen to be unlucky enough to get stuck in it. Essentially, there's um, a mission when you're in Hogsmeade and you speak to a goblin near the bridge in the water, and he asks you to go find his moon calf biscuit. And so basically, it's just a simple mission. You go to some bandit camp, beat the shit out of everyone there, unlock the leading thing with Aloha Mora, and then bring biscuit back to your man. and essentially, if you go to that bandit camp before the mission is available, even though the biscuit's not there, um, when you go back later during the mission, then it's just there's no lock. There's nothing oh, you can okay. do to it's open cleared. it. So biscuit's in there with loads of other moon calves. You're just walking around this cage. You can't do anything. I had to like that was the only time I really had to Google something. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, is there a way you're supposed to open chests, or is there a spell you get later? And it was like one of the game, not game breaking, but it just means that by not having that quest finished. I can't get the like all quests passed and like on my yeah. new profile I have to make sure I don't go free biscuit or like attack that camp before I get the mission. Yeah. So yeah. like little things like that and like like some kind of hope is that they'll release patches and they'll fix little things like that. That's just so, a tiny annoyance. But they could do like quality of life changes. You know, you know they they have they brought out an update, a quality of life update. Uh, I don't know if any of you has noticed it because it came out like a two weeks ago maybe you know when you fast travel and you arrive at and your one saying. speaks to you and she's like off on another adventure yeah, are we yeah. traveling was very hard before i invented blue powder <laughs> and every time you land somewhere she says they updated it so she's ta- she talks way less oh yeah. great because <laughs> every that. time you landed she had a catchphrase and i was like and they she only has three like, character too like because i'm sick and tired of hearing that all roads lead to hogsmeade <laughs> yeah 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 all that because that's that's it like they, they, you run out of uh, catchphrases because sometimes very like you're actually in a shop in Hogsmeade and by leaving the shop it triggers him saying it again like yeah. he'll literally go something out of a storybook yeah you know? <laughs> oh, it's something very cozy about Hogsmeade yeah, yeah. yeah you're just like I'm still here I haven't left like yeah. you know is there any other uh, aspects of Hogwarts Legacy that you guys are keen to bring up anything that you you thought of that you wanted to to mm. talk about before we go into our our kind of our our conclusion Did our, any of our you rating? notice any canon uh, breaking changes Canon breaking. Um, I noticed two. Go on, what were they? Uh, Well, one is that if you fly outside, um, you can tell very easily that the central tower is the tallest building in Hogwarts. That is incorrect because the astrology, uh, astronomy building is supposed to be the tallest where Dumbledore gets blasted. Mm -hmm. That is, in the books, the tallest part of Hogwarts. But what I like to think about it, because I know you're saying canon breaking, but this is... 200 years before I don't think Hogwarts has changed they, they never know extension. it could have been renovated yeah it could be renovated they could change the towers they what's, can do what's, magic, your, right? what's your other one my <laughs> second one is the little girl who gives you the little puzzle or the little like tests the questions she's like oh, a little yeah. third year oh, but yeah, one of the yeah, questions yeah. she just straight up asks you about horcruxes and I was just like man even Dumbledore doesn't know what horcruxes are yeah. and you had to in book 6 you have to go ask Slowcorn using Felix Felixis while he's plastered in order to get him to talk about it and this little girl is openly talking about horcruxes yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah. you can't do that like you know because I think that's like going back to the point where they named the vice principal Weasley it's too much yeah. 
It's like, I, yeah, we know that you don't have everything She's trying that was in the... to go, oh, book and movie. Yeah. I know what these are. But I'm not, like, no, uh, you should not know what yeah, that is. There's too yeah. much of that kind of shoehorning um, book stuff into the game i think that is necessary because the moment they said 1800s i was like well i'm ready for zero references to mm-hmm. the world yeah. with the exception of i'm a wizard or a witch yeah. you know having fun all yeah. they have then is surnames you know and that's yeah. what they milked big time like the only thing is like i noticed that like a canon breaking but i suppose like it has to be done for like the, the point of the game like like there's no spell to make yourself invisible like that's that's not a thing um and just like, a potion and, but yeah. there are like cloaks that do have yeah that type of stuff and that was another thing that kind of like I think it's what you say you dislike the third trial was that the third trial that was all about the the, the Deathly Hallows the Deathly Hallows I thought I kind of rolled my eyes at that one a little bit because they just a put a black and white filter on yeah. the screen yeah. and went there you go they, ch- yeah. they changed the style of everything as well and it was not kind a of, good way you know? yeah I was kind of walking around being like again too much on the, like we've done the Deathly Hallows like it's again compared to Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. to the Scarecrow stuff oh, which was so good can I also say just in the realm of this is like games that you can compare to like for me the way when I started playing this game was it was very much like like a Witcher tree game with a Harry Potter filter on the top of it and like I'm not complaining about that being a bad thing I very much so like thought it was like just like the Witcher tree you go like exploring you're like oh I'm in a new area it's like there's a town over there oh there's a little quest there as well and like that was very much the outside of Hogwarts experience for me it was like kind of wandering around I very much enjoyed flying around and toward the mid game I just flew to every flu point stopped into little towns and stuff like that so I had the whole map fully unlocked and then like as I said like later on the game if you're forced to go down to the very south of the level all fast travel I'm not flying all that way I'm yeah, not yeah, Darren yeah. I've done it once but, no no I'll do it once like, yeah. I'll, I'll make that journey the you know the one time the long I'm doing that every time you know I have a for, for the first job. like five or six hours I did it every time yeah. just because it felt nice yeah so like you know like when you fast travel down to these locations especially when they're really far away and then you're just kind of like oh here's a new town like there's one town called like Craigfeld or something is it it's like the very Crags, bottom Crags Crags don't let them yeah. trick you every town is like the same <laughs> yeah. one you just were at like yeah well like even identical. still even still it's just nice to go to a little town and whatever else and then like how you is know, it nice going to the same place you were two Craig, minutes ago Craig, people can think these things are nice yeah <laughs> I, I got enjoyment enjoy enjoy you know um, it's very so, upsetting <laughs> but, and I thought the map was huge and especially like you're like oh there's nothing else like even just the coasts and stuff are very different like yeah. as soon as you know, there's like at the start of the game I thought when you go south and you get to the before you go through that little goblin tunnel yes you know that one before yeah. that, I thought that was the southernmost point that should have been int- like that whole section of the game to me should have been introduced way sooner because you part of the main mission maybe yeah, yeah. Like, because you, you go to the coast as part of like traveling through when you go to meet Sebastian or whatever else and the coast is a whole different it's a whole mm-hmm. different vibe it reminds it's, me a lot of like that first yeah. quest that you do with Fig it's kind of got that same vibe it's very windy and blustery mm-hmm. and wet and it's actually visually different yes is what you're saying but you go there like 80% of the way through the story which is an interesting choice of theirs because yeah. I was like this would have been cool to yeah maybe pacing that could be an yes. issue with pacing you know because like I, I loved it down there I was just like I wasn't expecting to have so much vastness in like that late in the game you know you're just yeah. kind of like oh this is like a, the equivalent of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas you like play through the main game and then right in the last like you know couple hours left in the game they're like here's an extra island for you you're like Oh, okay. Ooh, I'll know, take that. I'll take an extra island. And I think as well, I think you mentioned the start, Craig. I love that it is so big, but it is too big for what the game is. I think because the hamlets are like, to your point, the villages are all like, they're quite quaint. They're just laid out differently, but assets wise, they're quite the same. And I don't think like I would have liked like Hogsmeade is great, but get, mm-hmm. maybe give me one or two other places a little bit like that. You know, just something that looks different, you know, 
a nice one was like the little train station. I thought that yes, was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. cool little spot. Like Hogsby train stations, little places like that. I think they, they grew it out so big but had nothing really to fill it with. So yeah. you went around again. And that was the thing as well. I'd landed a new hamlet and it had a very similar name to another hamlet I'd just been to. And the quest was very similar to a quest that, like someone's lost something or lost somebody or can you tell me anything about this guy? I, I, I miss him and I can't find him. It was all a little bit like that. And I was like, oh, there's so much you could pull from here like i'd love to go like sebastian's place with his uncle that could have been a, a design of a very different kind of town and have quests where you feel like you're spending a bit of time here do you know what i mean yeah like which sebastian's is unusual hometown. too right because mm -hmm. feldcroft his hometown is actually quite significant to the main story so like yeah. that they wouldn't make it super not dazzling but like maybe push it doesn't, more it doesn't need to be a hogsmeade but give it its give it a, its own identity i think yeah. the hamlets this whole idea of like you've got hogsmeade hogwarts <laughs> Hogsmeade train station I guess and then everything else is just a hamlet and they're all too samey and I think you could have made the map uh, a good bit smaller because again it's not as if we're uh, going to lose out on loads of different types of bad guys there's only like 10 or 11 yeah. so condense it and give me less hamlets but make them a little bit more I think they I think they I would condense it even more because even in the games and or sorry in the books like you only leave Hogwarts once a month to maybe go to Hogsmeade. Yeah. So the whole game should have been in Hogwarts, you know? And it's called Hogwarts Legacy. I think I think games have gotten to a point now where I don't know if I mean I don't know if I would have enjoyed a game entirely spent in Hogwarts. Oh well if we're touching on what how we'd improve things. Yes, I mean I, let, let, I, would have, I would have had a calendar system and actually had done like a day and night cycle where I get up for breakfast, I go to the Great Hall, I'd be in my common room talking to the other students in my year who yeah. was supposed to be about five of or something, you know? And I would do classes which would consist of mini games and a test maybe, mm -hmm. focusing on lore of Hogwarts or just stuff in the wizarding world. Actually educate me. I'll definitely learn about like Hogwarts stuff. So what you're saying to me Potter is that world. you just want Persona 5. Want Persona 5. With a Harry Potter skin. With the Harry Potter skin. But that's what it should be. That's what it is in the books. See, like, no, you know? but see, this is I, you're right. That is what it is in the books. But I don't think that's what they were going for. I know, but like the second, like when I went, that first time I went to the Great Hall and it was only, the only time I went there is because I was looking for it and I was like I can't believe this is at the very very back of the castle and I had to go 10 minutes out of my way to get here mm -hmm. when in every book in every movie that is the like central place yeah. of, yeah. of the, the, the whole thing yeah. and I've been there once at the start of the game and then once when I was running around and was like oh my god here I am here again I found it yeah. and then that's it I'm in the astrology building for 90% of the <laughs> yeah, time yeah. like you know yeah bad decision thing so yeah okay you'd i mean kev what would you do differently with it yeah well i suppose like the, the door was opened by having the flu network so like i do agree like i i think there's a lot of wasted space in in the map for yeah. sure and like as you said like those towns like the hamlets they are very samey if you have the flu network there you should theoretically be able to go to any aspect of the wizarding world so like yeah like natty starts saying there's a, a different school why didn't we take a trip there like we have the flu network to build all those assets yeah, if you did as you said like condense the map and then put you other know, places but the other only places. reason the map is so big is because yeah. it was copied and pasted yeah, if they had made enough. it smaller they wouldn't have given us anything extra yeah I suppose like, like why didn't we go to Diagon Alley why didn't we go to Nocturne Alley like, yeah. like you know these are all places that the flu network opens up or and they, they just didn't utilise yeah. it maybe to the fullest potential so I think that's something that could and, be looked and at and it kind of teases it because you, you spend a, a, a you go back to it like two or three times you go back to Gringotts 
Mm-hmm. Like you're essentially in a building on Diagon Alley mm-hmm. a couple of times throughout the game. It's like, no, let me out. Like, yeah. Let me out. I let me have see. A look. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to have a look. So yeah, it is missing that. What about you, Colin? Would you? What would you change? What what um, improvements would you make to it? Like a sequel's oh. coming out. What would you expect to see in it? Uh, simple quality of life changes, like um, just the mechanics of like navigating your tutorial, your items, your map, that kind of stuff. Like that would be. That doesn't have to be a sequel. That could just be a patch. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, it doesn't seem like it's too much. Uh, little things like reducing the Aloha Mora, if you could just get rid of that, that would be just like, you know, like there would, like I think Craig said it as well, but like there would be a time where I just see a chest and it's not like, it's not going to be like one of them fancy chests that like unlocks on your map. Like when you look at a town, yes. it's like special chest, just a standard chest. So I'm like, I think I'll just leave that. You know, like it does come to a point where like maybe you've been playing for a while, you've got your last 15 minutes or like last little while before you wrap up and you're like, oh, you have to get to bed early tonight. Oh, there's a chest. Uh, I'll just leave that. Yeah. 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 Because there's nothing, there's nothing really in it, in it for you. Yeah. 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 I think for me, if I were to do it, Craig, I love the idea of a Persona 5 style. Day night cycle, right? With confidence that you spend different times with, like there's 30 or 40 different characters, but you can only really maximize 10 or so. So like you're getting relationships with a certain. But what you're asking for is an entirely different game to what we I got. am now. Yeah. How, so well, I would much because <laughs> I don't want to play the sequel. You know, I just I'm done with this. And that's fair. That's yeah. fair. So you just want you so rather than the sequel, you just want them to reimagine what they've done in, in a. You Persona recycle 5. the IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Persona Super. Five make, X make, Harry Potter. Redo everything. <laughs> but you can keep the castle Jeez. layout the same. Yeah. Although I would make it smaller because there's only 280 students and it really felt like the castle could fit fucking 10,000 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. There is, there, again, a lot of empty space. Um, To improve it, like, I love what's there. I really loved what's there. Everything that's there, I was like, yeah, I could get behind this. And to me, it's one of those things whereby I feel like I played a game that was released maybe a year or two into the PlayStation 4 cycle in terms of um, what it what it did. One of the things that really, not upset me, but I was disappointed by was the direction in certain cutscenes and, and points in the game. So what's really exciting, and I know you didn't finish it, Craig, but at the end of the game, you're at the, the what would you call it? The the last... Dungeon? The last dungeon. Yeah. Well, what, the the, the chamber. The, the chamber, they had the, the, the ancient magic. Yeah. Uh, the reservoir, like the last that's reservoir. The one, yeah. That's what it was. So this last reservoir of ancient magic that you have to go down and protect, and it turns out, of course, it's underneath the school. But there's this cool bit where you and Fig go down, and you're like, okay, we got this. We can protect this. And then the goblins arrive, and they drill through the bottom of the school. There's hundreds of goblins, and like, oh, my God. And Fig's like, well, thank God I told the other teachers. And you get this bit, and it's kind of like a Mass Effect kind of thing where all the teachers, like, arrive in. They they um, they teleport in or whatever. What's the word? Apparate, which cannon breaking they shouldn't be able to do. Well, if it's under the school, I'm like, okay. it does that count? Yeah, you know, I'm like, enough. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, cannon break. <laughs> do they operate in the cool way that the Death Eaters do it? No, they just standard that here how yeah. do they do that so it's so cool yeah but they have this bit where they're protecting you running through this area past trolls and past goblins and then uh you know at the end there's a big troll that you're like oh my god and you're gonna, gonna crush by you this said, pillar oh my god because there's a troll well no but like you're meant to think that because of the cutscene that you're getting for it common like, enemy ever <laughs> this big uh um rock thing collapses down it's about to hit you and then weasley appears and she holds that up but it's done kind of like there's so much more potential to those cutscenes. there's so much more feeling but i never spent enough time with any of these teachers to be like oh thank god professor uh garlic's yeah, here thank sharp, god. Yeah. yeah yeah i never felt i spent enough time and it's funny because when you do the classes at the very beginning of the game and you meet the charms teacher there seems to be so much personality yeah. in those characters then you'll never see them for 30 hours yeah which is life. which is such a 
I let down there. Like, I, I forgot think, all their names. You know. Yeah, I can't even think of the charm. <laughs> like, except garlic because it was yeah. so obvious. You know? the, the charms teacher is one of my favorites, and I can't even think of his name, which isn't a good sign. But I think the direction. So when you play like a God of War, like like the, what, the most recent God of War that came out, and you're in those big important fights. And I'm not saying it needs to be done the same way, but you've got those bits where they're attacking you, and you have to put an in input, and there's a bit of a cutscene, and it's all very exciting. And the direction of all those cutscenes is, is amazing. It's mm. really cinematic. This really falls flat in some yeah. of those things. The end of the game was in no way, and again, that's that's just like, I'm not saying that's what that's what every game needs. It's what I love from video games. That's cinematic, narratively driven. You know, there's there's a lot on the line here, and you kind of go through the end. Spoiler for you, Craig. Uh, Fig gets gets killed at the end, but I didn't feel anything about that, and it's not because I didn't, didn't like. Care. I mean, Fig wasn't a, a big character for me anyway. But having any of the teachers of the school die at the end, um, even if it's a teacher I didn't like, should have had an exciting yeah. bit around it. But I was like, oh, Fig's dead. Because of the way it's portrayed to us and it's just not directed very well. And all of a sudden you finish the game, you're back at the school and the principal is giving a, a, a eulogy, eulogy on He's still on, the on principal Fig. at the end. Yeah. Fuck. Black's still the principal, yeah. How did that happen? I he thought was okay. he'd get his comeuppance for sure. No, like. he was just a jerk. He wasn't. He didn't do anything good or bad really throughout the game. But he gives a eulogy, but it never, it just, none of it, land, none of it landed for me. I loved the game the whole way through and I thought the ending was like, ah, it was fine, but it just never hit. And I think if I wanted another game from this like a sequel they've got all the foundation to build on but i want something that like gets me sucked in yeah. give me the like you know there's like no draw there is no draw in, the, in, the, in those story moments there's no draw. the world's amazing in terms of how it's crafted and mm -hmm. it's all, all the harry potter lore and, and and the magic but there's no nothing to draw me into what they're trying the story they're trying to tell and you know maybe they've got a a problem with that because the original stories are all so good the original mm -hmm. like harry potter stories that we read as kids are all so fun and mysterious and amazing that it, maybe it's hard to follow up but I don't mind that they went for this ancient magic and, a, and a, another chosen one, mm -hmm. essentially. I don't mm -hmm. mind that. But it, it was never sold to me well enough to be yeah. like, yeah. this is a really good... I, I would also say, like, we discussed decisions not really having any stake. Yeah. There is one decision at the very end of the game that matters. And that is the only decision that really matters, bar your house and yeah. maybe, like, your wand at the very beginning. And that is just, um, like, Professor Fig, right before you go down to the reservoir, he's like, so what are you going to do with this reservoir? And I could have killed every villain up to that point using all my Avada Kedavra's, Crucios, Imperios. And I could have just been like, ah, I'll just keep it safe. And he's like, you're a good sport, you know, like no bother. I was like, no, yeah, I'm going to like, you know, use it. I'm going to use this shit. And he's like, you probably shouldn't. And then during that battle that you were talking about as well, a rock falls on him. And I was just like, oh, that's very shit. Yeah. <laughs> a rock falls on him. I yeah. don't think that happens in yours, though, no, because you probably picked a good guy option. I picked the one to say, but this is the interesting thing about it is I picked to say, and this is what you're right, because the choices don't mean anything, because I said, no, I'll protect it. Yeah. And the moment you finish saying that sentence and Fig's like, that's a good idea, Ranrock arrives, the goblin, and just destroys it immediately. First thing he does is destroy the reservoir. Yeah. And I'm like, but why did you even ask me the fucking question? They're just <laughs> like, are you sure? Like, let's just like figure out what you wanted to do, because there's no morality, so they can't have a tally of anything you've done. They're yes. just like, so real quick, what did you say you were? You're a good guy, bad guy? But that <laughs> would be like a Mass Effect type, Paragon, Renegade type scenario. It like it makes you believe yeah. that that exists but in that the game. That was really well are put into the game. Of course. And had consequences all the way through. Yes. To compare that to this game, they would need to build their game two or three more times, like because, to, they just because don't of all, have any all the of effects. That. Yeah, it's yeah. not a simple thing. To put no, 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 no. Because there's so. I mean, you look at that tree. There's so many branches that go off in the likes of Mass Effect. But if I could pick anything, I mean, look, you're, you're talking about Persona Five. We're scrapping the whole game, yeah, making yeah. Persona Five for you. If it was way. for me, I would go for make the morality mean something. Like I yeah. had Crucio, and I made the choice myself to not go any further. Mm -hmm. But you know, 
put something in the game to discourage did, me from like to make it. Did you actually notice? Oh, sorry. Like, did you? I it just it just kind of clicked with me there when you were saying it. But did you notice like as you started using the unforgivable curses, the people you were fighting against, like particularly like the, like the Ashwinders or the the poachers, or whatever, they'd call you out on it. Yeah. So like they'd be like, I hope you don't do something unforgivable. Yeah. And like that that was the, that was the only yeah. So that was the think, only nod because, to like, it. You know, in Harry but then Potter, you just do it to them anyway. Yeah. yeah in yeah, Harry yeah, Potter yeah. lore, a single use of any f- unforgivable curse is a lifetime sentence in Azkaban. Mm-hmm. I knew they're just like fucking I've had a cadaver and anybody that you fucking want to be fair like that doesn't make any sense because even in the world of Harry Potter there's like sectum sempra or that transfiguration spell that turns someone into a barrel and kill them like so that doesn't get you sent to Azkaban like there's only three unforgivable there's a couple of plots I killed hundreds of people throughout the course of that game like (laughs) you could kill anyone with any spell in Harry Potter like you know even Sirius Black dies I think to stupefy he just gets hit in the heart and that's it what the fuck yeah but it falls for them when it's a whole thing. So I guess <laughs> I guess it comes down to our review, gentlemen, in terms of what we'd give it. And in the in the honor of it being a Harry Potter game, we're gonna give it a, a score from one to five golden snitches. And one being a bad game, two being an average game, three good, four great, five amazing. Well perfect. we can rate our five on the how we see fit, right? Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'll, I'll start with you could we'll start low with Craig. <laughs> no, maybe work away said it like that, it made it seem like a oh, one is like not that bad. Like you know we're, no, we're, 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 we consider one absolutely atrocious, you know? Oh so would you prefer to have one as a atrocious game, two is bad, three is good? A three or higher is worth playing. I okay. Think. Okay, so wait, how many golden stitches are you going to give Hogwarts Legacy, Craig? I will honestly give the game three. <laughs> but after I all think, that, after all that, like like you're saying, like they've put in a decent amount of efforts that yeah. like there's enough. It's all done badly, but there's enough in there sprinkled around. Yeah. And like those first few hours were really enjoyable. Like, but unfortunately, it got my hopes up thinking I would be in for a very good narrative. And like that, that's it. So that's what I talk about. The direction at the start of the game is amazing. How they did those scenes yeah, but, and everything. And you never, it's all that, downhill. you never get all any of that again. So yeah. for me, it's a two-star game. But the Hogwarts slap a paint on it. Gives it three. Gives it that three. Because the, the castle is great. Yeah. And running around in it, like just finding, uh, like the, finding the headmaster's office the first time, like was a very big moment for me. Yeah. Like when I figured out where it was, I just went, wow. I found yes, it. That, that's I did cool it. that like I could just get there without it being late in the game or early in the game, and I was even able to get there by going outside and flying up to it, so you can reach it from the outside as well. Um, so I, three I, three snitches. I quite enjoy this. So it's three snitches, yeah, but it's very close to being two. two. Nice, Kev. I'm gonna move on to you next. Yeah, like I suppose you know, I think going into it, like my heart was always gonna be like, oh, this has to be five stars because like or five snitches because um, you know it's let me explore a world that i've always wanted to explore but like yeah it's obviously not perfect so i i'd have to land on a four like i loved it like i really did love it nice. but there are certain aspects i think as, as we've discussed here could be improved and hopefully are improved yeah um but yeah like like look i've loved it i've sunk so many hours into it i know i'm gonna sink more in i'm gonna replay it as an evil character i'm having a great time I can't give it anything less than four. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Four golden snitches for Kev. Colm. Um, I'm very much akin to like Kev here. Um, I'm going to change my rating type. Instead of snitches, I'm going to say golden snidgets because I'm more oh, of an, oh, sorry. <laughs> an You're an 1800 Harry Potter fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, w- I would genuinely like go uh, 
probably like a 4.1, 4.2. Very good. If we're, if we're going to allow decimal points in there. Um, reason being is I think the game itself, yeah, it's not perfect by any means, but there's a lot of potential to it. And bar the fact that the developers came out and said they won't do DLC, like I would have been like, oh, this is so much room for fixes, yeah. for added content. And I don't really like believe that they will just totally wash their hands of it. Because even to do a sequel, that's a lot. Whereas to add maybe DLC that can maybe improve the game or add extra content, that might be a simpler solution for mm-hmm. them. And there's a lot of quality of life fixes. So like as a as a game, I sank so much time into it. Uh, I was sick during it as well, so it like kept me going. And then um, like by the end of it and stuff like that, like by the time I got to my second playthrough midway through i was totally burnt out of it of course yeah but like i comfortably got through the entire game all the side quests and that kind of stuff so like i can comfortably say i got my bang for book uh i'd be a, an absolute jerk to give it anything less than a four uh so a 4.1 4.2 i'll nice. give it and yeah. again some of that score does go back to just a bit of nostalgia like being in a world that i've always kind of been like really interested in like i played the original playstation one harry potter so just being able to like not like think of it this way but to be like when i played this on the ps1 the graphics were terrible and now here i am i'm flying around on my broomstick yeah. and an open world like just so again just the little things it gave me gave it that little extra boost uh, again the ip in general is just something i enjoy so you know maybe there is a bit of generosity being towards the review yeah. for that alone i think that definitely falls into my score as well so i was thinking about it i was thinking, god what would i give it I think as a game, as a video game, take away from, like, don't think about the nostalgia, don't think about the Wizarding World that I've loved for so long. It's a three at best. It's a three at best because there's lots of problems with the game as a whole. As an RPG, it's really basic. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many RPGs out there that are way better. But I fucking love Harry Potter. Yeah. So for me, if, yeah, I've, and for me, it's that's that's bringing it up to a four because there were so many times where I was at night, like like late at night before going to bed, I'd turn off all the hood and just wander around Hogwarts, listening to the paintings talk to me and finding more things and ghosts, like ghosts dancing around the place and students. And I was like, this is what I always wanted from, uh, uh, you know, a game in the, in, you know, Hogwarts. This is what I always yeah. wanted Hogwarts to be like. And because it delivered that, it gets a four for me. So like four golden stitches for me, but legitimately the game itself is a three. But for me, it's a four. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair all round. Yeah, guys, that was fantastic. Thank you very much for our very first games club. Um, Oh, well, delighted to be here, Darren. Thank you for having us. Of course. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, so much fun. You know, for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it uh, makes you want to buy or not buy Hogwarts Legacy. Or if you've Mm. played it, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And And also, like, are are they along the kinship of, like, myself, Kevin, yourself, where we have a positive review? Or are they kind of more like no this is crap and they're like kind of more like critical craig over here who are like not that they didn't like the game but they have a lot of Problems stuff that they have to like get I off am, their chest I, I must be the biggest but i am a massive harry potter fan so for me it, it being a great game would have been amazing for me but it's not a great game it's not even a good game it's a completely <laughs> average game you yeah. do not get the moniker well of the critical Darren, no that's reason. your plug to get the email out there and get our yeah. fans yeah, to throw know, in some yeah if you want to let us know if you liked it you can email us at the gift of gaming uh, podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at gift of gaming pod and uh, for those of you who are listening to this if you are a patron you'll get access to episodes like this where we do reviews 48 hours earlier and you can check that out on patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming uh, otherwise you'll catch all our normal shows on a weekly basis so column kev craig this has been fantastic thank you so much for hopping on to this magical review of a magical world of an average game 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we so all. You guys think yeah. differently. Yeah. No. We all. I think. No. This is the thing. I like the way we all had. Well, it's kind of seventy-five, twenty-five. The room. I think <laughs> it's kind of where we're going. Um, but no, I, I can see everything that, that that you were saying, Craig. I, I totally get it. But listen, here's hoping that we get a sequel that just blows us all away. Yeah. Uh, because the, the you know the foundation's there. So all our listeners, uh, thanks for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you on the next one. Uh, until then, keep enjoying the gift that is gaming. Peace Woo-hoo. out.